What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the House Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Keith Hicks. And I'm your third co-host, Tom Rose. That is the first Hi, time. Tom. That's, That's the, the first, first time, time he's ever done that. I just did it first to freak you out a little bit. <laughs> uh, we, we want to apologize because it's kind of been like a month. It hasn't been that long. It's been a month. No. Two no. weeks. It's only been two weeks since we posted it the last one. It just feels like a It feels time. like a month. It anyway. does. It's been a long couple weeks. It has. <laughs> it has. Our guest this week, dear friend, he is a member of the Brunswick Amateur Staff, and he actually has a PBA regional under his belt. Hi, buddy. Yep. Mr. Mike Principato. What's going on, brother? Hey. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? How's it feel to be back here and back bowling? Broke. Broke. <laughs> That's right. You just bought a house recently, huh? Yes. Nice. Very good. And where's your house at? In Santee. Nice. I grew up there. So did I. Yeah. We, we both grew up in yeah, Santee. We went to That's right. School. Didn't know each other. I, Didn't know I, each can't, other. I couldn't afford anything closer to the water. So. Yes. A lot of people can't. Santee's getting expensive, though. Yeah. I'm sure you paid a pretty penny for that house. Uh, just a half a million. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's actually <laughs> a cheap house nowadays. It is. It really is. Uh, so you're back bowling? How, how's I'm it going? Trying to. Yeah. How many leagues you bowling? Uh, in the fall, I'm bowling on Monday night and Friday night. Monday Where? night football. Yes. Yes. Nice. He's on Tim's team. Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then Friday. He. The same league bowling? we're in. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bowling with my old team yeah. that I bowled with when I when I moved back, which was uh, Wayne King, uh, Walter, um, Jack, who's not coming back, so. Walter Ray Williams? No. Yes, nice pickup. <laughs> nice yeah. pickup. I mean, he's older now. <laughs> I mean, I pulled with him in league before in, in Florida. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah, what does he average on a house shot? About two forty, yeah. at least. <laughs> I would say if you're in the PBA and you don't average two forty on a house shot, like you probably shouldn't be on the PBA, right? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. We were bowling with a guy last Tuesday, a couple Tuesdays ago, and he had bowled a league with Sean Rash, and I was like, "What does he average? He's like two fifty five or something, like crazy high." And I'm surprised like, me. Well, when Jesus. I, yeah. <laughs> when you live in Orlando, I mean, most of the big bowlers are there. I, I mean, I Yeah, doesn't uh, Tom I, Doherty bowl down there, too? I bowled Tom. I mean, I used to bowl league with Jason Couch. Um, yeah, Norm Duke the, lives down Florida, Norm, too, right? Norm Duke's yeah. down there. Um, That's all Keith needs time, to know. He's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, there, there's a few. There's There's been a few people down there. Randy um, Peterson's down there, too. Randy's down yeah. there. They're all in uh, what part of Florida? Gary. St. Claire? Montclair? Uh, Montclair. No. Montclair? They're Claremont. Claremont. Claremont, that's Claremont, what it is. Florida. Yeah. 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 Um, gosh, his name just jumped out of my head. Uh, Gary Faulkner Jr. Okay. Yeah. We both <clears throat> lead together. He's best friends with my daughter. Nice. And he won the PBA championship there in Vegas. That's cool. Um, yeah, a lot of good bowlers in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot. What's it, It's so humid down there. What's it like? Do the approaches get sticky? Uh, yes. Um, a lot of it's synthetic, but uh, I know there was one house in Sanford where – of course, in Florida, it rains every day at five o'clock. <laughs> every so, day at five. I mean, that's that's how I knew it was time to go home from work. Because um, <laughs> out here, we're lucky; we, it doesn't rain that much. It's not that humid. Yeah, but you guys and don't know what humidity the, is. But no. most of the houses out here have wood approaches, except for Premier. Yeah. They or whatever it is, Bolero. Bolero. No. They have the synthetic, and it does get kind of sticky down there. Yeah, but it, like I know, in, in bowling at Sanford, it would be fine, and then let's say a just a thunderstorm you know afternoon thunderstorm would come through and then all of a sudden the approaches would just get tacky oh geez that's weird yeah is there a way to combat it or not really yeah change the sole in your shoe to yeah. skis to i already skis. used the the slipperiest one they got did you really I, i'm a like when i had the dexters no i had i used the eights 
Yeah. So that was there was like two more, but I tried a ten once and I almost I almost ate it. Really? Those are I've, slippery. I've, I've had to use a ten. I've also had to use you know just pure leather, which I think is a seven or. But I switched over I to three so. G because the last pair of Dexters I bought just about killed my feet, and they don't come with anything anymore. They used to come with like four or five they soles, did. two or three heels. They come with like one, one sole yeah. and one heel. That's it. You don't get any extras. And well, you have to pay for the extras. They were super uncomfortable. I paid less for the three Gs. They were way more comfortable, and they came with way more. I just they're a great shoe. Anyway, yeah, three G. Well, throw I started out a sponsorship out there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might be able to help you with that. Nice. Um, Dexter's all, yeah. The check's in the mail, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. No, for I started. Dexter. I started with the SST. <laughs> but Dexter, if you want to throw shoes too, you know, it's cool. I'll switch. Hey, the SST8s were, were, were a good shoe. I had that. the SST8s and I loved them, and they finally broke, and I went to the the nine. The nines and are it was just very too uncomfortable. Stiff. Yeah. It the was, nines are very. It stiff. tore my heel apart. Did it now? Yeah. Remember, I wore them at that stupid tournament, and I almost I couldn't do anything. At the the force lanes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, 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 no tap. No, no tap. Yeah. I could not slide. I couldn't do anything with them. They were, <laughs> they were awful. And then a guy there recommended the three Gs. I went and got them, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with these. Yeah, nice. I, I went from the eights to the nines, and then um, I went from those shoes to the Brunswick shoes. I heard the Brunswicks are really comfortable. Tim also. loves those Brunswicks. And then the Brunswick, the original st- Brunswick shoes. He has the original ones, and they stopped making them. Yes, being well, and I know the reason because I was part of the reason why they quit making them. I, I felt, but they they first came out with blue, and then they made a, a pair for Sean Rash when he was on our staff, which were yellow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we came out with a red pair, and my biggest problem was that when people drag their toe like I do, the silicone on the front of the shoe would mm-hmm. wear out. Oh, wow. So I told Brunswick this, and then they sent me a, a pair of red ones. I had, for the longest time, I had the only pair of red Brunswick shoes that were left-handed mm-hmm. around, and they changed the rubber seal on the front, but I, I still wore them out. And yeah. After, after that, it was like, I, guys, I gotta, I gotta do something. That's why that. I like the three Gs. You but can pull felt, that piece off and replace it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why they changed it with the nine. Where on the nines, you can replace that front piece. No it's kidding. Like, it attaches to the front part of the shoe, and then you. Wow. And then you bring up the, uh, you bring up the, uh, the wow. sole. Well, on then the shoe. they got so they got rid of those, but now Hammer makes pretty much the exact same it's, shoe. It's the, Kr was making shoes for, um. Brunswick and everybody and then when the buyout happened when KR got sold to EBI that's when they started making shoes for Hammer because shoe initially the uh, House X podcast hey, <laughs> the original shoes were actually designed by Callaway uh-huh. Golf and oh, that's wow. why and that's why they were so comfortable I mean mm-hmm. it was like walking on pillows yeah, those are nice. Those old Brunswicks are nice. I, I never – they stopped making them before I could – Yeah, and it, part of it was because the, the, the seal on the front, they just – they kept – people were wearing them out. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been on Brunswick staff? Since – this is my – what year are we in? 21? Yes. Uh, four years. Four years, that's good. And, yeah. and were you on a staff before that? Prior to that, I was on Columbia's 300 staff. Oh, that's cool. And how long were you on staff with them? Just getting back, I was in there for a couple of years, and it, it just it really happened by accident. Yeah. Hey, accident's fine. As long as you're on a staff, <laughs> man, that's huge. So I already know, but our audience does not know. What is your favorite Brunswick ball of all time? Right now, i got to say it's the Melee Jab. 
Yes. The original melee jab. Yeah. Not the one that you're throwing. Not the one that I've thrown. He had the purple one. That I, was just I, money for yeah, him. Yeah, I had a purple one, which I, I plugged and redrilled, and then um, it had a weight hole in it. But uh, it unfortunately, it, it may it rest in peace. It cracked when I moved to Georgia. No, oh, man. Oh, technical difficulties? What no, we got no, going, kids? Um, I got So I got to tell you that, that you convinced me to get the red um, melee jab. What are we doing, guys? Hey. What are we? <laughs> so you convinced me to get the red melee jab, and I got to tell you, man, that ball is probably the most. Oh, that's, a, that's good. That'll work. That'll work. Oh, they just brought me a bucket of beer. They brought you a bucket of beer. I, no, I think it's for you to puke in because oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that that red melee jab, I, I'm glad you convinced me to get that ball because for me, like I said, I, I threw Brunswick in the past and I, I didn't really like the way it kind of reacted with a lot of its bowling balls. But I think they somehow kind of changed the core for me because that red melee jab that I have now just rolls so, so good. I mean, just it's predictable. I know what's gonna do all the time, and it's just that ball's money. Thank, thanks for convincing me to get it, dude. I yeah. mean, that ball's great. Yeah, ball's I was, great. when I showed you the video, yeah, I was like, I think this would be a good, good ball. And then you know, us drilling it down to where yeah. it's not, it goes to the pins. It just kind of, yeah, you know, the right angle. It just, it, it just, it sits. I had a pretty good week with it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. What'd you go? Uh, Tuesday, Steve shot 300. Tuesday, I shot 300. And then uh, Friday, Friday, I shot the bed with a 297. 297. <laughs> <clears throat> I tugged it, left a 479. It was it was bad. But yeah. still, that ball was... That I don't know if you saw so a squirrel good. or something down the line. I just literally just tugged it. It was bad. But hey, it was a good week. Uh, I shot 720 and 760. So nice. I can't wait for the fall season to start next week. So that's going to be uh, one two more. weeks. One more One Tuesday more. At, uh, at the other establishment. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to get out there and practice today after. And how'd that go for you? You said you, you did some uh, I, I step did some changes. Change, yeah, some step changes. You know, just, I, I felt like I was getting to the line just too fast, so I, I decided to go from – I went to four steps and then I tried because my standard approach is five steps, and then I went to six, which all I did was just tie up my feet. Yeah. And I'm surprised I didn't trip on the lane. And then uh, I tried seven, which – gave me more to, more use of the approach to where I felt more comfortable with it because my my, yeah. use, my biggest issue is I have to wait on the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. If I don't, then I, I – and I've been tugging it a lot as you've been watching me in league. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, that's just because I haven't thrown a ball in over a year. Yeah. Just because of, you know, complications Well, too. it must be rough too not having to move ever, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> so if you – as, as a poke fun at the lefties. Out of the – okay, so you've been on Brunswick staff for four years now. If you were to form a five-ball arsenal out of Brunswick bowling balls, what would it be? Out of the Brunswick line? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Purely the Brunswick line? Purely, because that's all he throws right now. I, I don't think he's – he can go to the other brands, but I don't think yeah, he's are gone. Yeah, you, are you, uh, like, you have to throw Brunswick, or you can throw anything in the umbrella? The way it sits now, I can throw anything under our umbrella. Oh, okay. Isn't that how most staff contracts It is, work? which, me personally, I, I don't agree with, because there's no – um, camaraderie on with the teams anymore because we're before if you were on hammer staff you threw hammer equipment 
And, you know, if somebody did well with Hammer, it's because... You threw Hammer. You threw Hammer. Now, I mean, I can throw all seven brands, and it doesn't matter. So, I mean, what's the point of wearing a Hammer shirt when I'm throwing a, a Track 811 CT or... Um, yeah, I can see that. I, it yeah. just, to me, and most it's... of the most of the umbrellas under the other company, like Storm, they have five or six companies too, right? They got Storm and Global Nine Hundred and Roto Grip. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those guys will, you'll see the Roto and the other guys throwing Storm stuff. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. But it was just with so many brands under our umbrella, it just. Uh, can you talk about why more... that happened? How did they acquire so many? They wanted to. I mean, were the other companies, like, in trouble and Brunswick bailed them out, or was it more they just wanted market dominance? I think EBI wanted to get out. Yeah. And, and they were one they're of the building, right? Yeah. They're yeah. building – the property was up um, for sale, and um, they just – they ended up getting an offer they couldn't couldn't refuse. And they had how many companies under their umbrella? They – Ebonite had Ebonite, Columbia 300 – Track Ham- and hammer right? and hammer. Yeah. So when they bought them, they picked up four companies. Yes. Because we Brunswick had already owned Radical. Yeah. And uh, Motive. And mo- no, no. 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 Motive's oh, its really? own. Motive's Motive its own, own company. Okay. They're one of the few. Them, Big Bowling, and I don't know who. Oh, Deviate. Deviate's D- under Deviate. Brunswick. Brunswick. Deviate's under yeah. Yeah. So we have Radical, Deviate, and and Brunswick. Yeah. Motive Motive started uh, in Muskegee, Michigan, just the same as Brunswick, but he st- it was a gentleman who was an engineer. And then when he first started the company, his cover uh, material he actually got from Brunswick. Really? Yeah. Ooh. They kind of do that in like... And that's why they're in the beginning their balls were just absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and finally they started, you know, getting catch up, getting caught up with, you know, some chemical engineers and yeah. stuff like that. And, they, and changing their formulas and then their, their equipment got much better. But, uh, yeah, in the but beginning it was tough for motive. The fact uh-huh. that a bowling ball is basically just poured resin with, like, a plastic thing in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it blows my mind how, yeah. like, round they are and how amazing they, like, roll down the lanes. Well, he was telling me earlier off air that Brunswick found out when they were making the Melee Jab or Melee that the different color of the resin that they poured on the cover actually made a difference. Yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, Tim was telling me that if you ever notice, like, the balls that tend to be more consistent on tour are darker or more solid colored where the multicolor stuff doesn't typically they mm-hmm. look good but they don't always they're not as consistent yeah like he said darker balls technically or not technically but typically roll better yeah it's crazy to me it's got to be something in the who knows it's it's yeah. it's the it's the pigment of the color of the with the material that they're using yeah i mean reactive resin we found out by accident I don't know if you guys actually know this, the no. true story behind Reactive Resin. No. Um, Reactive Resin started by uh, a couple of guy, a couple of engineers in the back, and they're like, "Well, we have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Let's put it together and you know make it a bowling ball." And um, they made a bowling ball out of it, and then and drilled it up, and it, and it hooked ten more boards than anything that they've ever seen before. And we're, they were like, "What?" So what what bowl, what formula did put that in for the first ball? Was that the Excalibur, yeah, yeah, yeah that Excalibur. That. That's right, that's right. And when that ball came out, like everyone threw it. Yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't like ball contracts in the old days. Huh? No, it's just you. Well, there, there, there was. I mean, Parker has been with Brunswick forever. Yeah. Right, Parker, but I mean, Parker started with Brunswick. I mean, but in the old, old days, everyone threw the same ball. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, 
I was on, on tour. A, on tour, it was a little different. I mean, because I, I started on tour '91, and it was it was it was different. I mean, we had Brunswick stuff. Uh, you had EBI, um, and then you had the the Columbia 300 stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually had some AMF guys out there. Storm yeah. didn't come out yet. Storm and did not come out yet. Any of it, right? No, 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 no. Because no. I was watching an old telecast, and it had a I forget the guy's name. The guy that does the Machuga. Mike Machuga, mm-hmm. and he was talking. He was on a telecast, and he was talking about his his lineup. And they were like three different ball companies. And he had Brunswick, he had yeah, but Ebonite, he, and he had something else. And yeah. he must not have been under contract. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because back in the day, if you were under contract, I mean, at every major tour stop, there was a semi. We called it the semi, and then we would go back, and then basically they had a drill press in the semi, and you would yeah. go over to Brunswick and like, well, I need a ball that does you know this. And yeah, what do they like, charge you like forty bucks for it? No, it just comes out of your. If, if you're on a re, you know regional staff or a national staff, then it just they just. It's just inventory that Brunswick uses, and they just, and then they, they lay it out, and you know, bada bing, bada boom. Whoever the ball rep is, then they they drill it and go out there. I mean, uh, a great story was when I was young. Of course, this is what it was '91 at the Showboat, and I forgot it was some kind. It was a Showboat Open Imitational or something like that, and I was under 21, so I couldn't go to the casino. <laughs> But I, it was right when the Burgundy Phantom came out. Okay. And I watched Mark Roth bring a bag of three of them in, throw them down the lane, didn't like him at all, and said, come on, Mike, let's go. And he went back to the semi, drilled three more balls, all the same Crimson Rhino. Really? Or not Rhino, but Phantom. Uh-huh. Threw those down the lane, threw them on the rack, said... He just the ball was so advanced. He just he he couldn't get it to move at all. Really? And he just gave up because come on, Mike, let's go play craps. And I was like, <laughs> I, Mark, you understand? I, I I can't I can't. What's wrong? Keep going. No, man. What's wrong? Something in the bottom of it. I don't Particles know. in the bottom. Is of it the your room. loogie? I don't know. No, it's your filthy glass. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's why I have a bucket. Yeah, that's why you got a bucket. <laughs> But, uh, so so what was so what are the five balls you would love to have in your arsenal of all time of Brunswick that you've thrown? Oh, all time. He's been on staff for four years, so he knows. Uh, the Nirvana. Ooh, I forgot about that one. Uh, the Melee line. The Mastermind. The Hero. You see, I haven't heard many things about the Hero. The women love it. The so med- that's why you love it too, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Left-handers the, the and women. Left-handers yes. and women. <laughs> yes. The method was a good ball. The okay, I've sol- heard of the method. The, the, the solid one was not a good ball. Uh, the – and Mr. Texting guy over there um, will appreciate this. I think his name is Keith. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the technical guy. I don't have to talk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, the vapor What's zone. up? Oh, yeah. That vapor zone is good. Question. The, uh, the old one was – the best i the newer one's not as as good as the old one it was not made the same was it yeah exactly the same the cover was a little different yeah but it's the same weight block because they handled differently i always thought of like so out here it seems like they're not the most popular because you don't really see them in pro shops much out here well you're so close to storm is that what it is is? because utah and and storm is really really popular (laughs) yeah a lot of people went away when we bought ebi because they were like i am not buying a ball that's made in mexico because that's where all our equipment stuff is at now oh 
mm. where at EBI was made in Kentucky, in Hopkinsville. Yeah. Yeah. And they just literally, like, when Brunswick bottomed, like, everyone was out of that building, like, as soon as it happened, huh? Yeah, because they sold the property, and that's the reason why they had to get out. Yeah. I just feel like, and I, I may be biased, I don't know, but they're, they're not marketed as aggressively as, like, the storm stuff. Like, I don't see ads for Brunswick stuff almost never, unless I'm watching, like, an event. But yeah, I mean, I, I, see, see, I, I agree. See, I see more stuff advertising for Storm and their lines. Yeah, At least out here. I don't know. Maybe it's Brunswick different. Brunswick, as a corporation, has so many different lines. I, I mean, know, but they I also mean, do so many things, right? They correct. don't just I do, mean, they do They, they do, do pool tables. Anything, in the, anything yeah. in the, like, sporting All your pin setters, your oil machines, yeah. your... Um, you know, the parts, the stuff that they use in the pro shop. It's, it's not just bowling ball. Where Storm is just bowling balls. That's yeah. it. So yeah. they so, have they have a lot of good people on their staff. That's the reason why they win a lot of stuff. So how did you – explain the process to me on how you were able to get onto Brunswick staff. <laughs> well, I was on Columbia 300 staff, and then I was working in the pro shop part-time, and the representative um, – from Brunswick, who was with uh, K&R, um, who did the bags and the shoes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Remember K&R, yeah. And I was telling him, you know, some of the uh, the difficult difficulties we were having with EBI mm-hmm. because it for a while it, w- it was just an absolute yeah. mess. I'm trying to understand all this sign language. I was yeah. th- just I was thinking about moving the fan. No, just leave it. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's not going to show. The only up. fan we have. <laughs> it, it's hotter than hell in this it's garage. It's going to move up. the fan over there, it, though. That noise is not going to show up on the uh, on the original okay. anyway, so it doesn't matter. Can, All we, right. can we just ed- edit this out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah edit, edit, no, it won't show out. Because Keith I'll, doesn't know how to do that, so he leaves all the mistakes in. I'll take all the all the <laughs> existing noise out other than us talking. So That's our man. And it's easy to do. It gives me a key. I just push the button. It says clear all noise. Oh, call, call, clear all the soft noise in the background. All and that stuff? nonsense. Yeah, Light let's, noise. let's edit this out. This is boring. Okay, we'll edit this out. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> Not going to happen. And get back to <laughs> the laziest. We need a new tech and we'll, guy. We'll start, a new tech guy. We'll start off with our new guest. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, so but, you're in the pro shop. Yeah, and uh, I was telling him some of the, the – craziness that was going on with ebi at the time uh, because it was wild for a little while and uh he goes well you know what would you you know think about you know trying you know something from uh, brunswick and i was like well i mean technically i can't because i'm still under under contract and and he says well i'm gonna you know let me give you a ball and then drill and just you know tell us you know tell us what you think you mm-hmm. know for the pro shop why so I drilled it up and had to throw it when you know when the place was closed, so no one knew. No one saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, because you know, technology now these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, um, you could get in trouble even like someone seeing you throw it. Yeah. Wow. And. Um, Seriously. Yeah. Why? They take that stuff seriously. Oh yeah, dude. I'm under because con- yeah, I'm under contract. I how can- did you? How long were you with Columbia? Uh, two years. And then were you with anyone before that? Uh. Uh-uh. So, could, should we go back farther? How did you end up getting on staff originally? That's true, yeah. Like, uh, just in general. Uh, that was Jason Couch's fault. <laughs> Damn guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I, you know, I, I left bowling for, you know, a, a number of years because I, I just got burned out. And then I 
back when I moved to Florida in 2010, I was like, well, I was, I was by myself because at the time my wife and daughter was back in Tennessee because I just accepted a new position in, in Florida. I was like, well, I got to have something to do. So let me, um, let me go bowl. And I, I had a storm rain, believe it or not. <laughs> I remember that. And, and, and it was throwing it and I, and I joined league and then I started, you know, getting some other equipment and, uh, just meeting people and enjoying enjoying league and a couple of people remembered me from way back when when mm-hmm. I was throwing stuff on tour and um, that's kind of how it happened and then as I got better shooting 300s and 800s and then um, you know bowling you know doing you know halfway decents and you know tournaments and everything then you know one one way got out another because it was originally it was like well you know jason's you know here let me give you a couple of balls you can you can yeah. throw and then um after a while you know got back to you know kentucky and then um john Gaines, who was the um ebi rep for the longest time and uh, anthony amadeo who drilled a whole bunch of my stuff for ebi because i was taking demo balls and uh-huh. just um uh, the perfect span for a demo ball for me was like a four and a half. And really? then we, we would just take the it's and then, yeah. and, and so I take a demo ball and go shoot 300, 800. With it. <laughs> and it was like, I don't even have to just like, why do I drill anything? I just take a demo ball. Yeah. It's like, so whatever's new, I'm like, all right, well I'll take that and, you know, and throw That's that. funny. I'll shoot, you know, shoot 300 with it. And That's then, so funny. After a while, um, you know, word, you know, word got out and then uh, they had, uh, I was asked to submit a, you know, a resume to, you know, John and they, and they looked it over and then, you know, eventually I got, I got picked up. But I mean, it was, it was interesting because when we, there's a term in Costa Rica in October called uh, the La Raza uh-huh. and it's all, all inclusive and it happened in October and I, I signed my contract in August. Nice. So you're able well, to go to that. And the thing is, is that it was sponsored by EBI. So all Randy Shickland, I mean, the president of EBI, you know, all the bigwigs were there because they were sponsoring the tournament. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Couch and I are on the plane together to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> and it was right when he took over for John as the regional representative for oh, nice. EBI. And we get there and... and and we were talking. I said, I said, what, you know, what's going on up at, you know, Hopkinsville? He goes, why? I said, because I haven't gotten any of my shirts. I haven't got, you know, I haven't got nothing. I said, I have like a shirt I had to go buy online that said Columbia 300 because we didn't have anything. Yeah. So Jason is like scrounging in his backpack to look look for like Columbia 300 stamps or yeah. know, trying to figure out, you know, what we're doing. And we, we go to Costa Rica and... And sure enough, you know, I was bowling, and you know, Randy's like, you know, how come Mike's not wearing, any, you know, any of our stuff? Because Jason's like, just because we didn't send them, you know, anything. Jeez. And, he, <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, um, they sent me my first two balls I got from Columbia 300 was a test ball, which I couldn't throw anywhere in league. Oh God. Because it didn't even have a serial number on it. And then the second ball was something like it was like called the Throwdown or or. It looks like something you threw up. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was green and purple and pink and just, I think it was called a throwdown. And it just, huh. it wasn't really, really good. And what are your obligations as a staff member? Like, what, what are you, like, required to do to, to maintain your, like, eligibility, I guess? I'm not really sure how it works. Um, 
basically is you know promoting promoting our product you know and getting people excited about you know throwing our stuff and do you have to bowl tournaments we bowl, you know bowl tournaments but basically and a lot of it is league and and you have to be a a, a good representative you know for the company and um you, you can't be you know kicking the ball returns and you know throwing stuff and i mean if you have a bad night you're just gonna have a bad night you yeah know, it is what it is but uh uh, you have to be knowledgeable about the sport and, and be willing to help people and, and, and even teach a little bit if you, you, know, if you need to. Um, but it's to get people excited about, you know, all seven brands now, where before it was just, you know, for me it was just Brunswick. But yeah. uh, um, to get people, you know, and get bowling balls, you know, off the shelves and into people's hands. Yep. And are you throwing – just Brunswick right now? Or I th- normally throw just Brunswick right now because we come out with so much stuff, it's so hard to keep track of. Oh, okay. Um, if you had to throw one of the other brands right now, what, what ball do you like? Well, I'm always fond of Columbia and, and track. I, you know, I, I've thrown a couple of hammers. I think the best hammer ball I've ever thrown was was an Arson Low Flare. I, absolutely my favorite ball yeah. of all time. I, a lot of people like cracked, that ball. I was very depressed because i mean that ball, that ball was money i wish they would come back out with that yeah i would buy it in a heartbeat right. i convinced them to come out with the, <laughs> the arson ball. low flare solid but it that's it, the it, one it did, did i, I just well. had the first one it was like at 500 or something with yeah like, the, the, i loved that ball the solid ball. was like bright yellow and uh, no, just yeah, i like, had the blue one that thing was amazing yeah i it was like uh, who's yeah. someone who gave it to colors? me as the ball they didn't like, I plugged it, drilled it, and it was like the best ball I ever had. I love yeah. that ball. Well, I've thrown, I couldn't miss it kerning with it. Yeah. I've thrown like the demo. I mean, I, I've had it where I've like thrown the demo ball really, really well. I'm like, okay, so we drill one up identically as the demo ball, and it rolls like an elephant on roller skates. You're like, what? <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, it's like, and I'm going, what? I've never understood why they'll come out with a ball that's amazing, and then they'll just like stop making it. Well, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we had a brand. It was called the Innovate. Innovate. I think I. It was a dark purple EBI ball. Huh. And when we got the demo balls, Tom's on it. <laughs> um, it rolled phenomenal. But when they did the run on them, it rolled like crap. And they couldn't know. They didn't know why. It was it, made by Brunswick. Yeah. No. EBI. Oh, EBI. And uh, it would literally just go dead straight. I mean, yeah, past the headers, past the lane machine, out, you know, Oklahoma Boulevard. I mean, so just, you can I, literally have, you can literally make a bad batch of bowling balls and a good batch of bowling balls. Correct. And, oh, and, 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 it, ha- and it happened with this particular ball. Oh. We could not figure out what's going on. We threw the demos, and, I mean, we even took a demo ball and plugged it and drilled it the same way. And it would actually react the way it's going, and yeah. then we take a new one off the shelf, and it didn't react the same. Well, I mean, it did nothing. It did nothing in the same pour, same batch, or in different batches. Well, we found out that they had a, they missed a chemical in one of the batches. So when they, oh, I could see that happening. They when like, they, produce, yeah, I, I can too. They make so many bowling balls, Correct. and if, especially like certain balls that have been around for like years, because some do stick around. Like the, the high road benchmark, the high road, yeah. the IQ tour. Yes, I'm not sure. I don't know Brunswick that well, but I don't know if you guys have a benchmark that's been around for like multiple years. Melee, the melee. melee. So they'll they'll make it for a long time, and every once in a while you'll be like, "No, you want the one from this year." 
you know, like people like do, the hustle, like the hustle, like yeah, pre twenty, like twenty nineteen and older hustles. Yes, are supposed to be like amazing. The OGs. I heard the camo is pretty amazing. I've seen Tim roll the camo, and that ball is. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. anything that guy rolls looks anything good. Anything that guy ball, that guy rolls. <laughs> but the hustle hits like a freight train. Yes, yes, it for does. For a for a cheap ball, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, and he's like, no, don't get that one. Those aren't as good as this one. It's yes. so funny how they'll like change. And the color's completely different, too. Yeah, but it's a similar... Because colors make a difference. They do make a difference. Yeah, but that's crazy how they'll, they'll yeah, be so different. Yeah, so we from... realized that they they went back and looked at like pallets and pallets of bowling balls and realized that they were all... Bad. Junk. Yeah. How many bowling balls that get made like don't sell? Oh, like, gosh. Is there a lot? <laughs> I know a few from the hammer line. Um, and like, cold, what do they, what do, they do blood? with them? Cold blood. What do, but what do they do with like, I've the never ones heard that of it. never sell? Are they just stuck in a warehouse somewhere? Well, they they sell eventually, or they'll, they'll, they'll change the color and sell it overseas. But like, they, they got a warehouse. But they got a warehouse full of bone balls that nobody bought. What do they do with all those? They'll sell them for discount. I mean, oh, we okay. have we have what we call X outs, where mm-hmm. they don't meet the the strict criteria I had a, Brunswick. I had a low floor X out. <laughs> I loved that ball. Yeah, it had either too much top weight or they had a it was a blemish or you know, that was a great way to get a I'm discount. I'm just talking ball about ball, like a ball that was just bad. Cold blood. <laughs> cold yeah, blood. I'm going to look at hammer cold I've blood. Never, I've never heard of that. Cold blood. Oh. I've never heard of it either. It was bad. And Mike goes, there's a reason why you've never heard of it. <laughs> it it, it, it should have died in cold blood. <laughs> That's good, Mike. It's a cool-looking ball. I remember this ball. Do you? Yeah, I almost bought it. I'm glad I didn't. It's a cool-looking ball. Cold blood. Okay, I remember seeing that now. I remember this ball. The yeah. first, the first. Because this ball, is in the same line of. There's another. There's another one. There's uh, not hot blood, but true blood. Or true blood. What's the, what the first one that came out before that was really good, and they came out with that, and it it rolled like a rock. Uh, it's a good-looking ball. That's, that's a yeah, bummer. looks can be deceiving. I know you should never buy a ball because it never looks good. Never buy a ball based I'm off a of color. I'm a weird thing with red. I don't like red, and I know the melee is red, but I just don't like red. So well, I've, like, we have never bought a red bowling ball. We have different, you know, <laughs> colors for that. But yeah, you never buy a ball off a of scent either. But that's just storm. Jopo just gave well, me hey, code red. Hammer, that's true. I can't wait to have a drill. That's a great ball. Do you like that ball? Yeah, dude, they got the with the scent thing. They really. They well, you know the, why that happened. Number right? on that. No. No. Um, the storm's owner's wife because they're dealing with chemicals mm-hmm. was she couldn't stand the smell of all the chemicals that were in the building when they were manufacturing bowling balls oh. so one day oh. they were like well let's put well let's let up uh put some perfume in in one of the balls and they made the ball and it, they realized the that first blood. that was a good ball the, yes i remember that ball that the was first a blood. good that was a good ball was the it? second blood was not no which was the cold blood the last blood yeah. Yeah. the last blood <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. she just didn't like the smell of resin. Yeah. So the they decided to put they tried as a test ball. They put perfume in it, and then it came back when they sanded it. And they were like, "Wow, the ball still has its, its scent." And then so they decided to you know test with different scents, and that's where they came up I like mean, with the, the rain. People that come up with stuff like that, it's <laughs> so I smart. Didn't, that's yeah. Like, and then they patented it. You know, kids wow. and and people they they love that. Uh-huh. Oh, it smells, smell it. You know. Yeah, oh like, yeah, my rain. Smell my balls, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got you got the blueberry one that you said always makes your house smell Dude, good. Dude, yeah. I had I had the um it's the IQ solid. It wasn't the solid. I want to say no. it was the fusion or something that like that. Like blueberry. And I got it. I mean, and it smelled so like a blueberry sense. muffin. Yeah. And I had it down. This is when we were living in Santee, and I had it in the living room. 
and I'm not joking. I didn't have that ball drilled for two weeks because it made the house smell so damn good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I had the. Just be thankful they didn't come do out. They with a the pat- sweaty do they have a patent on that? Sweaty yeah. balls. Yeah. Sweaty balls. Yeah. And then like you just can't have another ball that smells. Nope. That's wow. Smart. It is smart. <laughs> I mean, I had one. You're heard. like, damn, we could have got that. Yeah. It wasn't the high road, but it was the purple one that came out that had it smelled like maple syrup. So every time I got in the car, my I had a hankering for like waffles and pancakes. Every Victory, time I got, road yeah, the Victory Road was purple. Victory Road. That's what it was. I had yeah. the gold IQ and it smelled like butterscotch. Yes. And then there yeah. was a ball that smelled like root beer, and I was like, "This is amazing." That was the yeah. that was the crux, crux the crux, crux pearl. Oh man, um, yeah. yeah, crux pearl. Yeah. There was one I had a ball called the Jolt, and it smelled like bananas. <laughs> bananas. It smelled like bananas. And I was like, I looked at my bowling ball. I was like, dude, my bowling bag smells like a fruit stand. <laughs> <laughs> for me, what I think is really innovative, I mean, between that is the way Motive does their designs on their bowling ball, because if you if you look at a true Motive ball, there's no engravings on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. is it like a, how do they get the name on there? Is it just uh, underneath the cover stock? No, it's, it's, it's actually part of the cover stock. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a patented secret. But. So being with Brunswick, the Melee line, so far, so good for me. I like it a lot. Is there another line that's coming out soon that you know of that could be just as good as the Melee line? Or you cannot say a word about it right now? Honestly, I don't know because I haven't talked to Todd or Lim up in the, uh, the ski, which I, I think is interesting because all the ball, the true ball reps, mm-hmm. all have to live in Muskegee, Michigan, and then they come out to visit the different zones and where they, yeah. they manage and win. But EBI had a person in that you know particular in each zone mm-hmm. in each area, which, which is – it's different, but I mean, we we still keep in touch, you know, being yeah. on text or Facebook and, and stuff like that. Where but. does the melee rank on the? Uh, I don't know how do how do they rank bowling balls? I guess by hook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or price? Is it no, mid range? Mid range, low range. Is, is range. it a mid range ball or it's high a, range? It's a it's more of a mid high range ball. Mid to high. Yeah. Now I will give Brunswick props because what you told me, you know, because you had COVID, and you were intubated for a week. Yeah, I almost died. He, Mike, almost I, died from COVID. I mean, basically, just summed it up in a nutshell. Um, you said you had like 104 fever or something like that. When, when I caught it, I had 103.9. I think is the highest I had, and then a few days later, I felt the tightness into my chest. And being a you know a prior medic, uh, I was like, it's 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 time to go. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I I wasn't eating. I hardly was drinking at all. And then um, when I uh, when Monica brought me to the ER, they wheeled me in because I already knew I tested positive because I took a test, you know, a few days before that. Mm-hmm. And then she went to outside to get to go get something, and then they wouldn't let her back in. That's the last I saw of anybody. Did you lose your senses? Uh, a little bit. Um, taste or smell or anything? Towards the towards the end, I mean, it, for me, it was the tightness of my chest. I didn't really felt like I lost my sense of taste because I wasn't really eating. Yeah. So. Yeah, my girlfriend lost her t- taste. She said she could drink like pickle, just not even taste it. And then I was in the hallway in the ER for two days because they were trying to find a room in the hallway for in, two days. Yeah, and, and ironically, like in, by, yeah, like, get out of the way. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> there, there's a city in Georgia called Brunswick. Ironically, but <laughs> um, there you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they 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 did they did a CT. I mean, the way it broke down is they did a CT scan on my chest. And they, when they did the CT scan on my chest, they found a tiny spot because they caught like the top third of my kidney. And that's they found, right. That's how they found. And then kidney. they, f- and they found a spot on my kidney, but they, that wasn't what they were worried about. 
Um, and then they're like, well, he's having a difficulty breathing and then, you know, we need to, we need to intubate him. Well, by the grace of God, I was able to give Monica, I had my cell phones with me and I gave Monica my, my boss's phone number because she didn't know who to call on the base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she called mom and then of course being next to Ken, it was my daughter. Yeah. And not oh, my God, mom. Oh God, that must so, have freaked the hell out of her. So, you know. Olivia's trying to, you know, make last, you know, this decisions, you know, based on what mom and Monica were saying. So they're like, I remember talking to my mom on the phone and mom was asking me, do you want to go on the respirator? And I, I told her yes. And that from that point there, that's all I remember. The next thing I remember from that was waking up in Jacksonville in the ICU, me banging on the, the gurney as they're pulling the, the tube out of my out of my throat oh shit and you were out for a whole week i was out for a whole week i was nine out of ten on the respirator and they didn't think i was gonna make it so if you said no on the respirator you wouldn't be here today probably and if i didn't make it into the icu in jacksonville i probably wouldn't be here today Uh, because my my mom knew a doctor here in san diego through her friends and they were adamant that they said they had to get me out of where i was at which was, you know, a small hospital in Kings Bay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they, you got to get them out of there. And then after that, they were talking, and then they decided to give me um, the platelets, which was the same drug cocktail that the president got. So they flew that in from uh, Atlanta, from the CDC to Jacksonville, and they gave that to me. And then over time, I was able to um, get my strength back to where I was breathing back on my own. So how how – Okay, you took the president's cocktail. How much time did it take for you to start feeling better after you took it? Well, I don't know when they gave it to me because, I mean, they gave it to me intravenously because I was out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, in a week I was able to get off the respirator and bring a, breathe on my own. Oh, I was, I shocking. Was, I was one, one click away from maxing out the respirator, and they basically told my family, I said, yeah, you're more welcome to fly out here, and we'll give you 15 minutes so you guys can say your goodbyes through the window, and that was it. And, so, then, and then they discovered the spot so, on your kidney. Well, I, I'll be candid about this. I, I've never been in the hospital for, you know, a major procedure. Yes. Well, sure enough, they didn't know it was a spot on my kidney because me going, what's this on my pee-pee? I pulled my catheter out. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so they then so when I did, they did the urinalysis, well, they found, you know, blood in urine. The doctors, well, yeah, no kidding, because he, he just pulled his damn catheter out. So after I got well enough, they said, you know, you need to make an appointment for a urologist because we found a spot in your, you know, on your kidney. And it was a tiny little spot. And they're like, okay. So after I finally got the strength and, and, and got home, um, made an appointment for the urologist. And they're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and do a CT scan in your kidneys. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, we'll, we'll do it anyway and, and see. Um, so, long story short, doctor comes back. I'm like, hey, it's no big deal. And he goes, yeah, Mr. Principato, we need we need to sit down. Um, you have a four-centimeter mass on your left kidney. And it's sickle cell anemia. And uh, I'm just going to head schedule for surgery, and we're going to take out your left kidney. Jeez. Oh, so, if you didn't go, in, the, if you didn't go so, in for COVID. I wouldn't have known about the kidney cancer. Good yet. God. And the funny thing is, is that when I left here, 
and I went back to Georgia. Yeah. You know, I, I dropped like 20 pounds. You did. Yeah, you and did. I remember when we came back uh-huh. and we came like, well, you lost a bunch of, I'm just thinking, oh, maybe because I'm just, you know, working and busy and just not thinking anything of it. And it Hitting was because the weight of, room, running. <laughs> yeah. You know. Are you 100% cancer free right now? Yes. That's God awesome. bless you, baby. Yeah. God bless you. So it was only on the kidney, right? It was only on the kidney. It was only in the kidney. It started to metastasize because I put it off because I was trying to get to see my mom and dad, but my mom only has one kidney. Really? Oh, so, yeah. Wow. So, and with all the COVID and everything, there was we tried to push it out as much as we could, and then it was like, well, I, I had to get it done. And then, so yeah. they took my left kidney out, they did the biopsy on it, and they said, yeah, it, start, it was starting to spread, so they did another test on me to make sure it wasn't in my lungs or anywhere else. So, right now, as it sits, I'm cancer-free. COVID. I know a guy. So. Well, yeah. I just got the title to this episode. What's that? Brunswick COVID and kidneys. Yes. yes. <laughs> but then, but here here it comes back. So somehow so Mike wasn't bowling. Yes. Mike wasn't bowling or doing anything forever. And then yeah, how I, many years did I you bowled, take off? Uh, I bowled. <laughs> I bowled at our, our little base league. It was like a 12-lane center. The approaches were absolutely horrendous. Like, they were worn out from so many years of, I mean, when they put the mm-hmm. the synthetic lanes in. Yeah. And uh, so I was just bowling on base. Um, every once in a while, I would go down to Yuli and bowl just because I know there was a PBA regional, and I knew some mm-hmm. of the people down in Florida. But um, right when I got COVID, I did not pick up a ball that was – in late July, August, and I did not pick up a ball until April of this year. Yeah, but you took a break before that, right? Well, you took like a extended break because you were just burnt out from bowling. He was doing RC cars. Yeah, yeah, Mark is doing RC cars. Uh, well, I've done RC cars most of my life, but yeah, yeah I I quit in '94 when RC I moved cars. back to Tennessee. Um, I missed Team USA by like 14 pins a night. Mentally, I was just absolutely. Oh, that that had to be hard. I yeah. just I was absolutely done because it was an exhi- um, um, exhibited sport for the '96 Olympics you out? in Atlanta, and that's what I was shooting for. But that didn't. Who did beat you out for it? Oh, I forget. <laughs> he wants to forget. Yeah, I just... <laughs> he knows. He just doesn't want to say. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Brunswick stuck with them, not even throwing a ball yeah, t- for I... eight or nine months. When I post, no one knew oh, I had. I mean, I could imagine. We were kind of shut down here anyway. But Y'all not everybody. really in Florida. Oh, you were in Florida. Or Georgia. Georgia. COVID. Yeah. Georgia, yeah. So you just moved back to California. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. you're from here originally? Yes. I'm born and raised here. Okay. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot My of. My family's from lot Florida. A of, lot of cool stories of bowling around here from back in the day, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you guys all got great Yeah, so I, I was off for over a year. I mean, and the biggest takeaway from, like, COVID, I lost my short-term memory. I couldn't remember wow. when I got out. Do you out. still have issues with it? Um, I still think I do a little bit. Do you know where you are right now? Uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> this must be the shittiest house in Beverly place. Hills then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, the I mean. Right the now. farm, baby. I mean, farm. when I, and, and, it's, and it's interesting because, you know, COVID almost killed me, and yet, but it saved my life at the same time. That's yeah, awesome. that's that's, that's just such unreal. At crazy the time, story. At the time, at the hospital, the news was going to do a story on me because at the time, I was the only person that came in on a respirator, and literally walked out of the ICU and went home. Yeah, because Whoa. respirators were not the answer for most people. Well, yeah. yeah, and the only reason why they didn't do the story is because there was a gentleman who was a lieutenant in the sheriff's office down the hall who died of COVID, who was actually a year younger than I was. Oh. And they decided to go with that story. Yeah, they thought of, they thought he was a little more important because he died. Well, yeah, but 
the hospital wanted to do it because, like I said, at the at the time, I was the only one. Damn, dude. So that's incredible. Well, hey, congrats. Yeah, and, and that's another reason we always we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. Go to the doctor. Yeah, I yeah. I finally went like after seven years. And they're like, oh, well. Yeah, and I they just never, think you're fucked up, and that's really it. Like, you haven't been here in a while. And I was never um, a big doctor fan. I, I, I didn't yeah. really go to the doctor for anything. I was just yeah. like, well, hell, I didn't need to. But, you know, yeah. losing the 20 pounds, I, I was like, worried. well, hell, I'm just, you know, just losing weight because, you know, yeah. I'm just doing whatever I'm doing. And then, Man, it's so lucky that it didn't spread to the other kidney, too. That's, yeah. like, that's awesome. So well, what did your doctor say, Tom? He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you well, haven't been here in a while. Yeah. Let's get into this. <laughs> no, he's like, okay, well, we need to do some blood work and uh, some x-rays and this and that. And No, it's cool. They're all, overall, I'm in pretty good health. Yeah. But, yeah, there, no they high were, blood pressure, huh? No, lucky you. That's good. My, yeah, my blood pressure was That's good. Elevated at one point was the reason I went to the doctor, but after that, they got me on some medication. I had an abscess tooth, and it jacked me up. Oh yeah. Well, they it jacked me. They up. said the reason why infection. my COVID was so bad was because of my kidney, but then they died. They they yeah. Yeah, diagnosed me with diabetes and high blood pressure and everything else. Uh, so I mean, now your I take body it. was fighting that cancer shit. Yeah, man. So, on top dude. of the COVID, so yeah. Now I take like you know seven pills a day now. And, Oof. Yeah. How long do you have to do that for? Seven pills a day? Forever? Probably. Damn. One for blood pressure, one for... Um, Missing a kidney. Well, you better do the, yeah. the breast cancer or whatever, the cancer 5K this year. Oh, I did the uh, Parker, I did the Parkinson's walk with my mom because she's got Parkinson's and one, one kidney as well. So We, we want to see the, you running in the 10K. I used to run, but not, not anymore. Did you? you know, Ten K. Uh, no. I've seen you play softball and 5K? run down the first baseline. Yeah, but that's different. No, how is it different? Because you have a pitch runner to first base. <laughs> Jogging is different than running. I'm like, there was some time he hits the ball. I'm like, damn, is he gonna make it down to first? My, when I when actually I, I've dropped some weight, so I can do it pretty good now. Yeah. When I was recovering from COVID, I went out and, and walked. It just because I it was the only way for me to build up my strength. Yeah. I, like I said I lost thirty pounds. I when I left the hospital. I was at 157, and I haven't been 157 since high school. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's how thin I was. And so when you guys saw the picture on Facebook, that's... Uh Wow. Dang, my leg weighs that much. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I started, started, you know, jogging, and the biggest thing with COVID is to get your your breathing because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's so difficult to breathe. And I I called Monica to remind her... And get that vitamin D. Yeah. I I called Monica to remind her. She's like, are you okay? You're breathing really, really heavy. It's like, well, I, I try to, you know, to jog a little bit. It's like, what the hell are you running for? And I was like... Just because I wanted to see if he's like no, and, and, I, and I was like, I told my boss, I told my boss the story. He goes, you know, Mike, you know, my ex was like, Mike, what the hell are you running for? Were you were you being chased by a deer? I'm like, no, I just, was I just, just, just want to run, damn it. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no chased running. Chased by a greyhound. Yeah. My, my my boss was great at work because he came by and checked on me and he and he rang the doorbell and he's like, I wanted to you know see you know everybody was you know praying for you and shooting for you and. uh he goes, I, I, he, goes, he goes, but here, he goes, um, this is your laptop, and I just want to let you know, Solomon, you are now teleworking. Nice. Um, but I will tell you one thing. You are here to recover. Stay off your laptop. Unless you got, you know, unless you have to send something that you need your laptop for, you can answer phone calls, but your number one priority is to recover. That's fantastic. That's really good. That's so, a hell of a boss. Yeah. So just because he knew I was burning through my sick leave, mm-hmm. you know, I got 80 hours back because the federal go- the, from the federal government because of you know the yeah. whole COVID stuff like that. But 
you know, a knock on wood, Monica's never caught it. And it is wow. part of part of my, she's got like O negative blood, so. She's probably um, asymptomatic. Could be, if she, she ever got it. She'll never even know if she had it. Yeah, well, she's gotten the shots. I got the shots. She might have gave it to you. I'm, no. You got the vaccine <laughs> after getting it? Yeah. Did you get real sick? The first shot, because I took, I got the Pfizer. The first shot wasn't too bad. The second one may be a little sick. Really? Yeah, and, and I'll, I will probably get like nausea sick or yeah. I well, I had the chills. I mean, like like typical flu like. So symptoms. you're getting the flu basically. Yeah, and you then have to get the booster or whatever. And and I, as we as, as time goes on, when the booster gets available, I'll probably take the booster. And the, the biggest reason why is because I'm I only have one kidney. Yeah, yeah. you got to protect. Yeah. I That's, understand that. I would think you'd have pretty strong antibodies, though, since you had it. Oh, yeah, I'm, like, triply endemified, you know, antibody-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I, I still, as you know. Better safe than sorry. That's it. Yeah, just, to, just to be, you know, being precaution-wise. And there's so many people that, you know, don't want to take the shot. And now all of a sudden they're in the hospital on their deathbed. They're going, oh, I should have got the shot. And I'm like, oh, well, I try to tell you, you know. But Mike's going to be running around in a cape. <laughs> with a shirt that has the COVID thing on it, <laughs> Super Mike. Super dun, Mike. Dun, 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 dun. So here, here, here's a here's so a. I, like, of the nine lives that I have in my life, I'm down to four. <laughs> hey, you know what? God bless you, brother. God bless you. All right, tangent. Good. I didn't want to look for another Devil's partner. <laughs> uh, I want to know how how you got into uh, racing RC cars. How long have you been into that? Oh my gosh. Since GTA started. Since GTA. Yeah. <laughs> I started racing RC cars back when I was a teenager in, I mean, what, 14? You do the flat track or the dirt? Dirt off-road. Yeah, I've been wanting to get a rock crawler. And Yeah, rock crawlers are cool. And then I was doing that and and bowling as well, and then I got really good at RC cars, and um, I did that for a number of years, racing for the the factory all over the country and all over the world. Like you got paid to race? They paid for all my travel, all my parts. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw on Facebook. It's so fun. Yeah. That he's like, yeah, can... I'm doing I'm like, wait a minute, dude. This is cool. I didn't know you did this I shit. Just, I always think it's awesome when people can turn, like, their hobbies into, like, something they could do. Oh, yeah. And, like, maybe not for money, but, like, do it essentially free. Like, and enjoy it. That's pretty cool. I, you yeah. know, it's the, all of the goals I've set my, for myself in, in doing different things, I mean, it's, it, it, it's been neat because I was a part of – in the heyday of RC racing when it really became big. And I was probably ranked maybe 12th or 13th in the world. In, oh, that's at, cool. At, at, my, at my best. What and was the, your uh, favorite class? 10th scale, 2 old modified off-road. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that. Okay. No, I've, literally, I've honestly been considering getting like a, a rock crawler and setting up a little like track in my backyard and stuff because they just look – you see the videos that people get down on. They almost looks like a real truck, like yeah. going off roads. Yeah, there was a, there's a company called Team Associated. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Like if you're looking at rock crawlers, but I was looking uh, at I, the Traxxas ones. Tra- uh, not so good. Yeah. I got to talk to this guy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. He but, does. The... Uh, I I raced professionally from '86 till 2003. Jeez, Mike, that's badass. So what's next? You're gonna go into drone racing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've actually gotten back into RC car racing, but just more of the fun. And of course, you know the sponsors are like, "Oh, welcome back!" And so so, you know, I got picked up on, you know, on the team and that's pretty and cool. Wow. Helping, helping. RC, RC sponsor. You're on a Brunswick. I raced slot cars a lot when I was a kid. Slot cars are fun, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. 
But, I, I uh, want a bunch of stuff. On yeah, it. there's. I mean, I, I could. T- it'd be a whole other podcast of stories of RC racing. Wow. And, and that's the, awesome. And some of the crazy shit that we've done. With oh, pro, I can only cars. imagine if it's anything like slot car racing that there are some cry babies out there. Oh yes. <laughs> we could intertwine bowling. And I think RC any car any hab yeah. any hobby yeah, you have, there's going to be cry babies. Balls. Oh yeah. You know. Well, even my <laughs> even my hobby of Funko. Well, there's so many cry babies in that. Community. I mean, when I in got back, collecting community. Yes. Why? What's there to cry about? Oh, you got that and I didn't? Is, yeah. that, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that and it's like, well, why Why instead of helping the community, if you have two or three of this one pop, why are you selling it on eBay to flip it and make a profit? Well, why not? one, that's my prerogative. Two, maybe a couple people in the community are assholes, and why would I want to help you? Or, it's or, just like a it's a bunch of stuff like that too yeah oh yeah it, do they have any uh professional bowlers have a funko just steve probably just steve you know what's funny though next time i, I, go I to, could see belmo getting one you know next time i go to <laughs> funko hollywood i no. can uh make my own pop you, we were talking a, about that and they have a bowling pose i think so i think i'm gonna do that that'd be cool yeah i might do that next time you should get one for me and keith too uh, one <laughs> pop per time per visit, unfortunately. Really? Well, yeah, hey, I'm sure you'll be back. Absolutely. <laughs> it's lame. Yeah, it's a, abs- but yeah, I, I would totally do that. Now, are they, <laughs> are they, do they take a photo of you and render it, or do you just kind of like make no, it sort of look like you? You just make it sort of look like you. They have all the faces on the heads that you can make oh, it Oh, so they don't like do like a photo and then no. like, there's no. a guy that makes like bobbleheads Yeah, I've seen online, that too. And he'll, he has that you send a photo and then they actually like make it look yeah. like you. Yeah. But those are like a few hundred bucks. Yeah. They have a machine that does that. See, yeah, that one, cool. I, I don't it's like that well enough to do that. At Funko. $15? Yeah. So they give you they give you your it's own not box. Hard, bald with a goatee? Yeah, and shorts and whatever. Yeah. Um, so they give you the box, like the Funko Pop box, and they make the label for you, and they oh, put it on the box. Cool. So I'll go ahead what are you going to call it? I don't, know what I, I don't know. Showman? Just put Matthew's Ranch. Was that your old uh, nickname, the no, Showman? No, you know what we need to get yeah. to is a House Hacks podcast bobblehead collection. That. Wouldn't or the Funko idea. collection, if we get popular enough, you know. Or house hacks. Would that be cool? No, I, I think it'd be cool, but those things aren't cheap. Can no, you picture Tom with a Funko in a, in a box? That'd be kind of cool. I, I. He would be a collectible, I think. I. I've I, had many I, Funkos I, in a box. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them are cracked now. <laughs> but the bobblehead, I would put on. Bobbleheads are dope. I mean, the, the one he, you, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they make. And yeah. You, there's more than one company that makes bobbleheads where you can literally just send them a photo and they'll make you a pose. Yeah. I, w- I would put Tom on the dashboard of my car. Wow. That's kind of creepy. It is. And do what with them? Just let him Probably ride. Probably punch me in the face every once <laughs> yeah. in a while when he's Talk to him while I'm driving. <laughs> Bob, like he does now. Bob his head. I'm sorry. That Bob. was bad. <laughs> Jesus. Can you edit that out? Can you edit that out? I just, um, might. I just might. So, uh, are Should you... I forgot? We got questions. We got questions yeah, for sh- Michael. Um. Yeah, question on one. Listed what we changed. Some question, of the did we? Did I we have do a that? new question. Yes. Oh, Tom's bringing some heat. Yeah, I got a new question. Um, so I will start off with question one. Oh, this is going to be zero. Question zero. No, it's not. Yeah. Why? It's before yours. Wow. Just give me this. Go for it, Tom. The answer is why not? It's not a good question. The answer no. is purple. Per- question okay. is. Yeah. How many of our podcasts have you listened to prior to being on the podcast? Two. And do you so, so that's going to change the way you act. <laughs> You're going to be now treated as Which a hostile. Which ones did you listen to? <laughs> as hostile? 
Which ones did you listen to? Which two did you listen I to? I listened to the first one, and then I listened to... Was it the sixth one, I think? Who? Do you know who, who was did in we it? talk to? It was Jopo and uh, Shiki D. And oh, that was the last Shucky one. That was the last one. That was the last one. That was, that was 25. 25. Episode 25. Yeah, but he was... They're, they're both on back-to-back. Jopo was like, our first early, interview, like, and Lyle was four, our second like, interview. Episode yeah. two and three, they're like right there. Yeah, yeah. so maybe, maybe it was two or three or something like that. Okay. But yeah, I... All right. Then we can move to... Because I know, actually, you gave me a shout-out, because that was right when yeah. I recovered from uh, COVID. Yeah. Gotta give that shout out, man. That was that was a huge recovery. Right, now man. the real questions. Now the real questions, because Tom's question was garbage. I have another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go in there. I'm bringing all sorts of heat today. I like. I'm it. impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed. You have questions, right? Oh, if you listen to the podcast, you would have known that. Oh shit! <laughs> Bring in the shade, man. <laughs> all right, question one A. What is your favorite ball of all time, and why? And you don't have to, to say Brunswick. But, but I already know the actu- answer to this. He actually has I think we to. already are going to. Actually, it's, it's close. Probably my best ball I've had all time has been the melee jab. I'd say second was the track 811 CT. Well, I don't give a shit about second, Mike. I, don't, I, I want to know first and why. Yeah. 811's uh, never even heard of it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I, I've thrown more 300 800s. I, I've won a few tournaments with that ball. Did uh, you win we, your regional with that? Yeah. How wow. long has that ball been out? Since 2011. So that's their benchmark wow. ball. Yeah. That melee jab. Which one's your favorite? The original one. The original. Oh, which is what color? Purple. Are they going to re- remake that one or no? Oh, that's, well, they just did with the blue one. But just it's a little bit of stronger cover. Do you like it? I like the blue one so far. It just it rolls different because the original melee I had had a weight hole in it, which yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't throw that anymore. So, ironically, because I guess my ball knew it was done, so it decided to crack on me. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's always a sad day when a ball cracks. I know, man. Especially, Especially when you don't want it. To. I know. Especially that one because, like I said, I won the tournament at Parkway. Um, we won doubles with that ball at Mira Mesa. Um, yeah, my face. And then your regional. Yeah, man, that ball's made. And then just multiple stuff. Wow. When I was in I Flo- may have to try one of those melee jabs. When I, I was in to- Florida, I, my goal was to like shoot three hundred or eight hundred in every house that I bowled league in, mm-hmm. and I I missed it by one house. Really? Yeah. What house is that? Wow. Uh, is that the house you shot two ninety eight in in twenty thirteen? <laughs> at, at, at Boardwalk Entertainment Center. No, I've shot a lot of 300s. My first 300 800 at that house, I shot. Um, oh, it was AF, AMF uh, Alamante Lanes. Is that the one? That That's a good story, too. That was with the 811 CT, though. Um, but my first 300 800 coming back um, was at Boardwalk. And it, believe it or not, it was thrown with the Ebonite Mission. What year? I remember that ball. Mission X. Was it the red one? No. Well, they had the red or one. Or the orange one. Well, they had the orange one, too. But this was the green oh. and white, the Mission X. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you I also threw... have an 11 in a row in Bolera Apoka. Apopka. Yeah. Apopka. Um, Looking at his stats right now. And then I can see that. <laughs> I shot 20, 21 strikes in a row when I shot my 800 at Portowalk. Ooh. What's your highest 800? I know what I have here, but I don't know if you've shot a higher one. 836 is, I think, is my high. Uh, 
Hold on, say 35. Yeah. He was off by one. He's trying to lie. Yeah. Yeah, trying to give himself <laughs> some extra Trying to pad one, his numbers. Had my one pin. <laughs> All right. It's higher than my <laughs> 780. Oh, shit. The number padding. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when you were talking about, you know, Altamont Springs. I The first game, I shoot 267. Then I went 279. 69. Yeah, and 269. And then... 99. 99, and then shot 300. Wow. And the only reason why my daughter was upset, because she's like, I have multiple 300s, and I've gotten all the 300s and 800s, mm-hmm. right? She's like, she wanted the Crystal 11 and a Road Ward. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you I know, I'm front, I go, you know, front 11, last ball, you know, you know stone seven pin and everyone's like oh daughter's like yes i get yes, the 11 in a row yes. you know because she wanted the crystal like, like come on dad leave a greek church i'll yeah, give a yeah, shit yeah you know i really I mean, like the 800 crystal. i was like thank you sweetheart yeah. do you have one of those i think i do with the little ball on top yeah, yeah those are nice I, uh, yeah. that's i like it better than the ring those are nice yeah um question 1b what is your least favorite ball of all time and why <laughs> God, I've thrown so many. Um, so many bad ones? <laughs> I, I can't confirm or deny that. Um, <laughs> the least favorite? I would probably say... The Innovate? Uh, yeah, but that wasn't... I would probably say the Cold Blood was probably the... I mean, I've had... Because you had high hopes for it, huh? Well, after what they did with the, well, I threw the demo of the previous ball, which was with the, the first blood. Yeah, the first blood, which everyone really, really liked. But like I said, I threw the cold blood. I, I mean, there was, there's been balls where I've thrown the demos. Like I said earlier, I've thrown the demos and they rolled phenomenally well. But I'll put the same layout on the ball, and you're like, what the hell? Ha-? You know, mm-hmm. is, is there this something the, different about a demo ball? Demo balls is just a standard regular bowling ball but they'll drill it where it's it's pin up and they'll do the spans based on uh four and a quarter four and a half four and three quarters yeah, so, that way they can mm-hmm. so we can check call it demo cover. days i yes, remember that yeah. exactly so i drilled one up you know because I, I really liked you know the way it rolled out but when you threw you threw the new one it just it, it, it like i said it rolled like a donkey that would be skates. annoying if you like went to a demo day and you loved a ball went and bought it and it was just terrible yeah that would be bad that would be, bad. That would the, be 8, really 11, bad. the 811 ct that i loved i kept as a demo ball was that the white one no that white track ball no I no it was it was a track garbage. yeah no it was uh, it was uh <coughs> it was charger colors it was uh yellow white and blue huh it's 811 ct Interesting. Love so those, that ball. Those demo balls, when you, when they do that stuff, do are those things just drilled like a standard drilling? Yeah. He yeah. literally just yeah. explained He's that. I know he did, it. but what I'm saying, though, is how would you be able oh to even Switch grips. determine what you what you would like? Because you people That's, like the ball drilled a certain way. That wouldn't even. That's why they have it pinned up and pinned down. I wouldn't even do I that. I think what they do is they'll, they'll place 12 bowling balls. Yeah. Six, like, pin up, different measurements, most pin of, down, most different of, measurements. Most, most of them are all pin up. Really. It's just a standard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then because like, you're you're looking for the how the ball yeah. flips down the lane and the reaction that it gets on the lane. And then on demo and days. it carries through the pin. Exactly. And on demo days, we have a, a, a long pattern and a short pattern. 
But like you, Steve, you have your ball drilled where the pin's just to hey, above or to the right of this finger accurate. when the demo ball's probably right in the middle. Yeah, but it, it, you're, you're looking at a minute difference. Right, but you're looking at a big difference down at the end. No, not, not too much. A quarter inch kicked out isn't going to make a big enough difference where you're not hey, going to buy the ball. Listen, do you just even listen? Let to me. This is the same guy that took us 45 minutes to hook up the audio for our <laughs> podcast. So just let me believe what I want to believe. For real. Uh, this happens a lot. Well, he'll ask a question when we just get done explaining it. You didn't explain that part. We explained it all, Steve or Keith. Yeah, don't bring me into that. I, I call know bullshit. Thing. All right, Keith. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Okay, we oh, nixed that one. CT. So, like number three. What about question two? We nixed it. Remember? Did we nix it? Yes. Okay. That's what the X is for. That's stupid. We know what you'd be doing anyway. That's true. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. That's true. I have, a, I have a variant of that one. Okay, go ahead. Wait a minute. We It's not called the Delta variant, is it? Oh, my God, Keith. <laughs> I... I resent Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's the Lambda variant. All right, Keith. <laughs> it's a variant of it. I will never fly Delta again after all this. What's we the variant? Var- we, we have this question that we kind of retired where it was like, what would you be doing if it wasn't for bowling? Racing RC cars. Right. Mm-hmm. So we already know that. Yeah. <laughs> but my question. Moving on. My question was kind of to everyone here. What would you be doing if you had to try a new hobby that you've never done? What would you like to learn how to do? I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. Because most people we know have played golf, but you haven't. So I play golf. No, I'm not very good. Never a hobby you've never tried. Like you, if you had to like porn, learning (laughs) (laughs) off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be. I want to be like the Family Feud. Like good answer. Good answer. Steve Harvey would be shaking. That was right awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we know your answer. <laughs> Top five questions on the board. Here's your answer. <laughs> yes. Four. That's fantastic. I was not expecting that at all. That was awesome. 90 points. I hope my yeah, wife's not going to listen to this later. Oh, yeah, so ask the question. You're, Tom had to answer the variant. <laughs> That's actually the variant. I, I just, like the variant. I was curious your answer to that. You had to try a new hobby. eBay. A brand new hobby? Yeah, brand new. You could have done it once or twice, but nothing you've like really. Does it have to be a sport? No. Okay, just, just be a hobby. It could be pool, or it could be you know poker player. Yeah, anything. It, it could be, be pocket pool. I mean, anything. You know what I found <laughs> fascinating? What I think is fascinating? Oh boy, is me. Absolutely. Besides you. <laughs> and I, I watch it, and I don't know how these people do it. Curling. Curling oh, would be cool. Good luck. You just I, have to learn how dude, to sweep. I think. Do you have any just, nausea pills? Just trying that, just like once or twice, and be like, "What the heck is this stuff?" Or like, now, "What would is?" You want to be the bowler or the sweeper? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tom, it, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know a lot of shit. Yeah, oh, God. But well, it's like I'm well read. It's Keith. like curling. Okay, you, just you have gotta to learn you, how to sweep really. You fast. gotta get a sweep. You gotta go this <laughs> way for the the yeah, thing to the go this way. Yeah, the bowler has his way. The way he yeah. slides. It, I I find I that amazing. Could, it, I don't know if you could do it in California. If yeah, but what's sad is I've thrown balls that look like that going down the line. Sure, we all have. All right, Keith. It's such a terrible answer. What would you be doing? Painting. I've always um, wanted to be Picasso. I, no, I've always wanted to fight UFC. Make your little past for that. You well, I am, but I'm saying that's. Do they have I've a senior division or an audio engineer? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not good at. But yeah, no, I that's something I would have done. 
aside from bowling, if I didn't get to bowling, I'd probably have gotten into that. Nice. What would your fight name be? Like MMA. I don't. Mister Goatee or no? I don't. I don't believe in none of those. Keith the nicknames. Crippler Hicks. Keith the Crippler. <laughs> Creep the Audio Man Hicks. Oh, but I, I would have never. You see, I'm I'm good at fighting. You know, I got taught by some good fighters and stuff like that. So I've always been good at it. Now, can you take a punch? Oh yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, can we video me punching you? <laughs> no me? problem. <laughs> you have to promise not to hit me back. You're at, at least, at least he would fall down on a clean garage floor. He's a big. But before it would have been a nicer landing. All, yeah. the, all the crap would have. Yeah. By I'll the way, honest, Steve cleaned his garage yeah. and it looks amazing. In here. I'll be honest with you. I, I've ta- I took a knee to the face once, honestly, and I took a it, deer's foot. To it the literally face. pissed me Ooh. off. So That's it was a by story. a shoplifter. There's two two ways you could take that. Get pissed off. Right or, you know, yeah. Oh, that's from a deer? Yeah. Oh, shit. I got pissed off, but I maintained composure. Yeah. I and it wasn't I because would, it was uh, a drunken night, you know, in the woods somewhere. <laughs> Other, I mean, Mike kind of took my answer with porn. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to pick something other than porn... I would say like archery or like shooting. That's like some kind yeah. of yeah. Like, That's cool. Like, archery, yeah. like long range shooting or archery. What about like crossbow? Yeah. Type archery? Well, any kind crossbow of crossbow is dope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but crossbows are slow. I don't know. Well, see, kinda, Sage does archery. Or she did archery. do archery. I did archery when I was a kid, and it was so fun. you like the bow. Yeah. The bow version. I think that'd be fun. So we bought we bought her actual bow. Uh, about three or four years ago, and she took classes at that Lionheart Academy on Cuyamaca. Oh yeah, That's yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. And I go, so how did you do tonight? And she goes, well. I put my arrow four times through a, a toilet paper ring, and I go, nice. "Oh, and I, and I go, so are Were you, you aiming be... for the bathroom?" I go, "Well, no, I'm like, <laughs> well, I go, so I don't want to piss you. Should I not piss you off? You're gonna be some kind of superhero. I mean, what's going on?" So when I was a kid, my the female totally arrow. different yeah. time, you know, '80s. <laughs> but my grandpa bought me a bow for my birthday, mm-hmm. and he. <laughs> The side of our garage, like right in the front of our house, mm-hmm. he set up like a cardboard box target. And yeah. this was a real bow and yeah. arrow. And I would go out there and shoot at the house like during the day <laughs> and at that's the, how the side of the garage, you oh know, with like the God. practice, not the sharp ones, but the practice <laughs> yes. ones. But I mean, I, what would have stopped me from pointing it straight up in there and shooting it two blocks no, away? No, exactly. This and is, this no is one how... ever, compl- like no one, none of the neighbors bitched. Like mm-hmm. I would just, with a, a weapon, yeah. I'd be out in the middle of the street <laughs> shooting at my house. <laughs> like he made he those made were good me, times. My yeah. grandpa was so cool. He made me nunchucks out of broom handles and like chains. <laughs> but wait, he was always giving me weapons. <laughs> this is how he's setting you up for the apocalypse, dude. <laughs> this is how Tom got into his current job because he shot all the gutters off his God. house. His dad made him replace them. <laughs> no, we didn't have any. But dude, I'm just thinking, like, being out in the middle of the street shooting a, a real bow at the side of my house. Yeah, we get called and by I the would cops miss, today. You know, yeah. and hit like over here and, and see. I I told. Today though you'd be arrested. And see, oh, yeah. I told Sage I'd like to build her a target on the That'd side cool, of the house. Yeah. Just get a couple things of uh, hay. Yeah. And um, dude, I'll get yeah. a bow. If you build an archery range, we'll we'll start practicing. And build like you have like a really tight netting in the back, so it doesn't yeah. nothing freaks out. My, so. my buddy at work just got one, and it looks fun. Those yeah. compound If you ask my daughter, I'm not a very good shooter. No. No. I, I mean, I had to qualify for for work and. Taking a forty caliber at I mean, didn't work out too good. Uh, well, I, I apparently I was more of a spleen ball, a gallbladder kind of guy. <laughs> I didn't really aim for the head. If I did, it was like around the head. I didn't hit him in the Mike, head. Mike, you shot him in the dick. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, just trying to end his porn career. Yeah. yeah well, 
Yeah, because I actually brought the target home, and my daughter's like, Dad, so what's all these holes around the body? Aren't you supposed to hit them in the body? I was like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm over here. In the, in towards well, the this spleen. one was a warning shot. I just wanted to get his attention. I'm opening up a position <laughs> well, in that porn star video. It was funny because when we had to shoot just at a normal target, and then we had the pop-ups, and then where you would stand in the pop-ups, they would alternate. Yeah. And, of course, I've never been on a range before, so I was like, okay, thing shot up, I was bang, bang. Bang, bang, and then finally they stopped and found out my I had like five out of ten. My partner had ten out of ten, and my other partner had ten out of ten. And I was like, "Why do I have like you know three bullets left over?" Mm-hmm. And I only shot five out of ten. <laughs> and then they realized my partner's had like five bullets left over, and you only st- you only had ten bullets, you know, for ten targets. So yeah. they realized that you know all you hear is. Mr. Principato, yes, sir. Why did you shoot your neighbor's target? <laughs> I, I, because it popped up, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it was that, and I think the other story that I've been named for around the Department of Defense was me pulling putting the bullets backwards in the in the clip. <laughs> That was my first. You do my realize f- the pin doesn't go that far, right? <laughs> well, I, I, first time with a forty cal Beretta, you know, just like so. I'm putting the bullet, and I'm going like, Holy I know shit. these, I know these can't go in that difficult, but being, I'll get them in there. Being bowling, and you know, yeah. you know, my, your, your hands are so strong. I was just shoving the thing in. I put the clip in, and then it was like, damn thing wouldn't fire. I raised my hand and uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> And oh my god uh, <laughs> firing instructor came over and looked at it he's like wow did I've, he laugh at you oh he said i've never seen this ever happen before i said i, I you're lucky the damn thing didn't just blow up <laughs> i was like yeah well so yeah that was uh it's our defense did you ask the question yet? Yes. yet oh shit i thought you did we went off the rails we did yeah well, we sorry did. we but do anyway. a lot about this on the show i like it uh, Certain things that no one knows about me. But that's anyway. funny, dude. Yeah, it's hilarious. I didn't even think you could pop the clip in like that. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith. All right, let's move on here. Uh, what did we say, Tom's? You, you never, I said you archery. Never, okay, that's right. Yeah. All right. All right, Mike. Who is the biggest influence on your bowling career? I've had a couple, and I say I think John Gaines is one who's you know in the USBC Hall of Fame. Um, John Jowdy was another good coach here in El Cajon that I mean he coached the pros for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I say those are probably the two biggest influencers. Kenny Larson uh, at the shop who taught me a lot of stuff about drilling and dual layouts. I mean, I, I need an engineering degree now to lay out a damn bowling ball, which I, I don't understand. Um, I actually, I, I'd say probably the third would be Alvin Liu, believe it or not. Um, Alvin, was, Al, Alvin, oh, Alvin took me, Alvin. Alvin took me under his wing um, right when I was in high school and I was bowling really well. And he had me working part-time in his shops because I worked at, Parkway and I worked at Kearney Mesa but the the funny story with Alvin it was that he had to teach me fractions because I just could not <laughs> I could not get the whole fraction you know stuff down yeah and 
you know, to this day we joke about it. But uh, after that, I started drilling bowling balls. So he taught you how to drill? Yeah, initially, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. then, um, you know, from there, worked in those pro shops when he uh, owned Kearney Mesa and we had Valley Bowl. I didn't um, know he owned more than one. Yeah. He owned um, – because he – he bought it from uh, the gentleman that who owned the shop, and then he started I Strike Sportswear back in the early '90s. All the T-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. that I Strike, and then that was Alvin. That was Alvin's partner, oh, who, wow. who Alvin bought out. Oh, okay. And then um, Alvin owned um, Parkway, which he still owns today. And then at one time he owned um, Kearney Mesa. Oh, wow. And Valley Bowl. So that was before Bowler's Depot went in with Jim Jim Lewis then? Yes. Yeah. So did he have just – obviously he had to have employees back then. Correct. And that's so – Is that why he probably sold it? Because employees were just – it was too hard. Yeah, because I was terrible you. at it apparently. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you work for Alvin in one of his shops? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I worked at Parkway. I worked at um, – Why did he sell? Kearney. No idea. We keep wanting to get him on here. We'll get him soon. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, yeah cool. so, I mean, those – those are probably the big, the big three, and probably in my in bowling career. I mean, like I said, John John Gaines has has been great, but I, being young and dumb, I I never really appreciated who I was bowling with because I got to bowl with some great people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest one that comes to my mind that I to this day I never really appreciated was Joe Norris. Yeah, I I bowled league with Joe Norris. Joe Norris mm-hmm. uh, when Chula Vista opened up Brunswick in Premier, yeah, and um, bowled with him, uh, Andy Gagliano, mm-hmm. whose cousin was a quarterback on the Chargers, mm-hmm. and we we hung. I guess I was their young left-handed ringer. I guess apparently, but uh, and then when you go to nationals and you see all these banners with Joe Norris, I'm going like, you know, I never appreciated yeah. knowing that. You know, I bowled league with Joe Norris. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, you you bowled league with Joe Norris." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I didn't think anything of it my, at the time." My uh, grandfather played golf with Joe Norris all the time. Yeah. When they were able it just to. a lot of stuff that you just you know you think of now is like, "Wow, you know, being young and you know being you know where you seem like to think you walked on water and your shit didn't stink." And yeah. Then, and then you got on tour and realized, "What the hell am I doing here?" Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. What were you on tour for? I was on tour from 90 <clears throat> to 93. What was your best cash? Best fi- uh, finish? Like 12th. Yeah. Hey, that's still respectable, are... man. Yeah, but you had to, I mean, this is back when... It was 160-player P- uh, field, right? Yeah. This yeah. is back when the you PW had the PBA. Days. I mean, you had, you had rookie school. You had to go to, to Vegas for a week mm-hmm. and learn PBA school. Or, you know, do they, they still do that? No. No, oh, they don't. No, hell, you can you know, you know based on because before it was based on average. You had to be you had to be one ninety five average or better, or on a, on a sports shot. No, mm-hmm. on a regular house shot, on the league shot, and then they moved around. Now, I mean, if you just want to pay ninety nine dollars, you could be a PBA member. But before you had to earn the right, you had to average one ninety five for two years or better, and then you had to spend a week in Vegas going through PBA school. And then if you wanted to join the tour, um, you had to go through the rabbit squads. Mm. And then once you made it through the rabbit squads, then you made it into the tournament, uh, tournament and then then go from there. So, I mean, you were bowling. I mean, God, in my heyday, I was probably bowling 80 games a week. Ooh, that's a lot your hands, uh, of bowling. That tears your hands up, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, I bowl four or five in a day, and I'm like done. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but it's it's just bowling the the environment. And, <clears throat> I mean, it's just it changed so much after and so drastically too. Yeah, after a while. So yeah. that was plastic ball era, or no? After that was after it was right. Uh, well, my first three hundred was shot with a Columbia three hundred Vector two. <laughs> I remember that ball. So, see, you had like every bowling ball. I didn't have every ball. I remember what they were. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just have a good memory with bowling balls. You've had a lot though. I've had a ton. Yeah, you buy a lot of bowling. I've, what would yeah. you say, like four or five a year? Uh, I would say that's fair. Yeah, I would say that's a fair assumption. Well, in, yeah. in between bowling tour and and racing RC cars, and so I mean, I stayed pretty active, and then, you know, going going to Grossmont Junior College. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to take PE, so I was like, "Oh, well, they have bowling." Was uh, Gay Cox the teacher? Uh, hell, I don't know. Oh but. God, her name was Gay Cox. No, it was. I yeah, swear to God. No, it was. It was wow. a guy. But the thing is, is like, okay, so I they would not let me clep out of. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You can laugh all you want. Her name was Gay Cox. <laughs> we just lost somebody on the podcast. He's, laughing so yeah, yeah, he's gone. Where is he but, going? Uh, Gonna go, go take a leak, I guess. Take a leak in your bushes somewhere. Okay. We just put this on the podcast, too. Yeah, we did, probably. Fantastic. Who knows? And I'm not removing it. Oh, great. <laughs> Do we have but I had, I had to take beginning bowling. They wouldn't let me clep out of bowling. I'm like, you understand, I have a PBA card. Yeah. Like, no, no, you have to take beginning <clears> bowling. So <throat> I show up at Parkway yeah. for my beginning bowling class. Which basically was just a league. Yes, that's what it was. And I was like, so what's the, I asked the teacher, I go, what's, what's the final for, you know, beginning bowling? Well, you, you have to name all the pins. I go, well, there's 10 of them. Which one do you want me to name? It, and, for, and, <laughs> when, I, when I took that class, you know, I was, it was my buddy and I were going, we bowled juniors at Valley together, we are bowled adult together, then we are going to college at Grossmont, and he's like, oh, we need to take the, the same thing, P.E. It was beginning bowling. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. And I'm not kidding you. This this teacher, female, her name was Gay Cox, and and the final uh, the final was you know you bowled. I think it was like two or three games of the league. It was like two games, three games. It was three games. Yeah, it was three games. And then all you had to do for your final was like, okay, it was like calculate the score. Like eight spare was this. How many pins you got this and stuff. It was like some bullshit test. Yeah. How many how many arrows are on the lane? Yeah. It was it was. Like, how many pins are on the lane? Yeah. And you had to name all the pins and what location they were in. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I, 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 Luckily, I was able to get an A in that class. Luckily. Well, it was one of the few classes I got A's in. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, so nice. it was interesting. All right. Uh, question number four, Michael. What is your greatest accomplishment in the sport? For me, believe it or not, it was probably getting um, picked up by uh, staff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, winning tournaments, you know, I, I've won, you know, amateur stuff and, you know, region. It just, to me, that's even harder than, because you can have a good day and just blow up the lanes and, mm-hmm. and win a tournament. Uh, but <clears throat> as hard as it is in this industry to be a representative of a company is extremely hard i like that answer that's a great answer and because it's based off you know how well you treat people i mean if you're shy and an introvert you're never going to get picked up by anybody i mean you you have to create waves you have to make waves you have to get your name out there 
Yeah. To where people, um, you know, in league, people would always ask, Mike, what are you throwing? Mike, what are you throwing? And it's because, you know, when you're shooting big games, just like, as you know, with your new ball, mm -hmm. you shoot, you know, a couple of big sets. Everyone's like, well, what are you throwing? Yeah. Well, I'm just throwing this red ball. What's the name of it? Uh, I don't know. Red ball. But, you know. I remember you were telling me. <laughs> I remember you texting me like, dude, you had a lot of people ask about that ball after your 300 at Mira Mesa. I was yeah. like, really? He's like, yeah. It's hard to score 300 on the low side there. Yeah. Those I, are tough. A couple people were like, dude, I can't remember the last time someone shot 300 down there on 7-8. I seven heard eight. it was at least eight years since someone's done it. Wow. No, I'm just making it. I, it wouldn't be surprising. Because <laughs> I know Nathan, I think Nathan <laughs> shot his 305 and 6, and I shot mine on 7-8. and eight. Mine was on the high side. Yeah. But you know in that league, that Warriors league, you have a ton of 300s in that league, and we only had two Usually. this season. Yeah, we only had two this season. Because <laughs> the lanes were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the low end of that house is so hard. I grinded to get a six last week, and I felt like it was like the hardest six I've ever had to work well, for. Yeah. Like I only strung together no more than two strikes at a time. But yeah. it's just because you know you're always going to have to pick up a spare. I mm -hmm. was fortunate enough because I learned from the best back in the day when you had to learn how to read the lanes. And learning how to read the lanes is learning the topography of the house. Oh, yeah. And the topography mm -hmm. of house will play havoc on lanes. One through, I want to say maybe one through 14 is a little tough. Once you get to the middle to the high, then it starts, I think, gradually getting better. A little easier, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just to shoot it on that low end, it's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only gotten like two or three six hundreds all season. It's been hard for me over there. And well, a lot of people is like, well, you know, three hundreds. You know, I consider shooting eight hundred much harder than to shoot three hundred. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't don't see that. Yeah. I'm like people you that don't bowl don't see that. Yeah. Like you have to average two sixty seven for three games to shoot eight hundred. And here, 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 here's what me and Tom always think too. Okay, you know, Parkway gives away a hundred bucks for shooting three hundred. How do you not give away at like hundred and fifty for eight hundred? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do we really give you a, any money for 800? At least no, none. Yeah, none. So, yeah, you get nothing for which I find kind of, eh, whatever. 800s in any house. Yeah. Get a coaster. Get a coaster. All right, Keith. What we got? What we got next? All right. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to this answer because <laughs> I want to know. Number five. What was your worst performance in a tournament? <laughs> Last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was on your pair. You did not do very well. Yeah, I shot like five thirty. Yeah, at Parkway. Yeah, yeah. He struggled. I, I, I tugged everything but the kitchen sink and the women's bathroom. I did all right. You did. <laughs> I think. I think when I was looking at the scores, you know, because it was you. No, it was Matt. Then you. I was like, I think I had the high scratch, and I finished seventh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm at the low end of the. But you pulled high, great. High, yeah, I mean, yeah. I shot six ninety. I was in a match game. I think I should have shot seven, but I'll... I left a freaking washout in the last game. I had front five, and then I washed out. Uh... Like an idiot, bad shot. I, I think the worst feeling I ever had was, believe it or not, was at a PBA regional, and it wasn't because I was bowling bad. It was because I threw the first, I threw the front seven, stoned a seven pin, went off the sheet, shot two seventy nine. The gentleman stoned a nine pin, shot the next eleven in a row against me, and I lost a match play two ninety to two seventy. Oh, that's brutal! 
<laughs> that's it, brutal. And well, it that's was why only... that scoring is weird to me. You guys knocked over the exact same number of pins, but yet you lost. Yes. That's weird. That's always been the the, the bowling I will, scoring is always so and, weird to me. And I will never forget that because it, it ended my tournament. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, shooting 279 ended your tournament. Yeah. Oh. How does the... There's another scoring style, right? The world scoring? World scoring is a little yeah. different. How do they do that? They, it's like a... They only do 10 frames, right? They don't do two in the 10th? I don't know how that works. I don't, I, you should look it up. You're the stat guy. Uh, I should. <laughs> Tom was like, oh, yeah, I got a laptop in front of me. What's that? Uh, question number uh, six, our final question, because we knocked two out. Uh, what is your super team for a league championship? Before, Five members, including yourself. And before you answer this, Tom's under orders that if you say Steve Matthews in any of your name, he's going to kick you right in the nuts. Wow. <laughs> wow. So This show is not like this, Mike, I promise you. Yeah, I lost <laughs> and I can name anybody I want? Yeah. Even Guy, that, guys you've actually right bowled there. with. I bowled with a lot of people. I know yeah. you have. That's true. Even um, that asshole right there. No, man. He knows way more people better bowlers than me. I would say Parker Bone, Jason Couch. No pros. Uh, well, but he's bowled league with them. I bowled league with them. Oh, all right. Well. It's fair enough. Gary Faulkner Jr. Yeah. I mean, bowled league with them. That's fair. And me. I was going to look. And I would not be anchor. You have one more. You have one more. Oh, I have one more? It's oh, four and you. Oh, four and me. Um... John Gaines. God damn, that's a hell of a lineup, isn't it? <laughs> and John Gaines owns three Eagles, I think. Yes, I think he does. Who's the most fun out of those guys? Jason Couch, yeah. hands down. <laughs> oh, I could, I, oh, I could, did be another podcast that I could tell you stories about Jason. I could see that. He gets pretty fired up in the. Oh my! Too. He tried to run me over in the parking lot at, at a re- what? At, at, at state tournament one year. <laughs> he tried to run you over. Well, because I le- I left Columbia three hundred and I went to Brunswick because he saw me and then he gassed his suburban <laughs> at me and then, and then he said I was so short he I couldn't see over he couldn't see me over the hood. <laughs> I got no internet. Oh, sorry. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question f- five or six B, super team for a fun league. Five members, including yourself, for a fun league. Yeah, yeah, just like a drunken Friday night league. Drunken kind of Friday thing. night league. <laughs> Jesus, I would still say, I, you know, yeah, I would league. still say Jason Couch. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that's a toughie because I bowled so many people. Bragger. A lot of them were drunk too. Bragger. Um, Bragger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get kicked under the table, so I won't say Steve. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, I was kidding. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I... Same team. <laughs> the only person that would be drunk on that on that pair would be... Um, Jason Couch. Jason Couch. Jason Couch. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, keep it the same team, then. Yeah, keep it the same team. Nice. All right, so are we moving on to... Tom's top 10 or Keith's our new segment Keith's corner I have a top 10 actually. do you yeah it's an all right one all right so we need to well wait a minute we got uh... well we've we've known oh, each no. other for how long Steve it's been a long time I mean we we both juniors together for God's sakes I think at one point I think so yeah long <laughs> time we're talking 
late 80s He's early 90s very, real early yeah. 90s yeah mid 80s yeah so right, i've seen so mike around a long time you guys are way. old so you might know this one <laughs> all right so well we got to do your intro oh yeah so are we ready for tom's top 10 yeah tom's top 10 countdown all right so uh top 10 for this week uh pba 50 senior tour the uh all-time title holders top 10 all-time title holders that's a good and, one. Uh, you know, I've had so many people ask me, like, when do I turn 50? <laughs> and <laughs> well, it's December. I wouldn't want to be 50 right now because you got Chris Barnes on tour. You got um, a bunch of a bunch of guys yeah. just turned 50. It's like the 2010s yeah. PBA oh, I know. tour. I, I'm, my, I'm, I'm right, right there. Now. I have had so many people want to know when do I turn 50. You're like, when the there's nobody tour. good at 50 on there. No shit. Yeah. All right, so um, – I haven't heard of all these guys, but I've heard of quite a few of them. But if you guys want to guess, uh, you gotta go Walter Ray. Yeah, he's number one, fifteen. Yeah. Norm Duke. Nope. He did not make the top ten. Pete Weber. Yeah. Pete. No. Yeah. Pete Weber's number three with thirteen titles. I don't know. I know Norm's been doing throwing regular tour. Um. I think he kind of waited into the senior tour. Are you gonna guess, Keith? You bowler. Guys over fifty in the, on the senior. I know tour. the number one. On the senior no, no. is Walter Ray. Walter Ray Williams. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't even I didn't even put him in my in my bowling list, but well, because I haven't really bowled. So we have one. I bowl tournaments one and three really right now. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard of half of these guys. I think so. John McClure was on that list, wasn't he? Or John There's Handigard? A, yeah, he's John number, Handigard. Number two with fourteen. Yeah, I wouldn't know any of these guys. They don't. And also, Tom, on your thing that you were looking up, I can't find anything in regards to bowling scoring systems. Yeah. I, I've heard about it. It's a world bowling scoring system. Parker's got to be on there, didn't he? He's not. No, no he's not. Parker's uh, uh, just a little bit older than I am because we started I mean, the same year on tour. he's 50 for sure. Yeah. He's just – he hasn't won more than number 10. Did Dick Weber win a lot of seniors? No. Really? I don't know if they had a senior tour back then. Probably not. <laughs> they were just old. Yeah, they were just old. <laughs> That's like you might as well say Earl Anthony for that, right? Yeah, he's not on here either. <laughs> he's dead. I don't think they did. Um, I don't think they did the senior tour. Amleto Monticelli. Yeah, he's number nine with ten titles. Wow. That guy, number you know, nine. he runs every day. Yeah, he's in pretty good shape. Yeah. Lower, I have a picture of him and I when we were bowling in Costa Rica because we haven't seen each other for a number of years. And I was just like. Damn, he was like, no, I run, I run six miles a day. I'm like, uh, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm just going to give you the Let's rest. Have a drink. Yeah, just give me the rest. You'll that's never gonna... know. Yeah. Number uh, four is Tommy Baker. With okay, I know Tommy Baker. 12 titles. Yeah. He's tied with Gary Dickinson and Dale Eagle. Dale Eagle, okay. They all have 12. Uh, number seven is Ron Moore with 11. And tied with him is Gene Stuss. I know Gene. And then Amaletto is number nine, mm-hmm. and then tied at tenth is Pete Couture Pete, okay. and Bob Glass. Okay, they both have nine. I haven't heard of half those Did guys. Did we mention Johnny Petraglia or no? No, he's not on the list. He's, he's not on the list. list. No. Wow. For right. senior tour titles, what no. About, what's his name? The guy we met. I just he just read the literally ten. Literally read the I, whole title. I didn't hear everything. Oh my god. Because I was searching up the stupid spoiling world scoring. Don't worry about it. All right. I'll have it next week. Are we? Uh, hey. Hey, are we ready for the newest segment? Are we, are segment? we ready for the newest segment of Keith's Corner? You are not going to put that on. Yeah. What are you talking we about? Gotta, wait, okay. let's hear his intro. We got to hear Keith's intro. Here it is. Final checkpoint. Answer this question. What is the most unattractive male first name in the English language? 
Good lord, you guys are retarded. All right, here we go with Keith's Corner. All right, so I got this a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Um, And, you know, we bowl in this bowling alley. I'm not going to drop names or anything like that, so we'll all figure it out. And there will be a picture on on the page once... uh, once I post the oh okay I, I didn't know you're gonna go that far I, so I, anyways I have a face for radio if that helps <laughs> and, it, it, and it will tell you exactly where this is so we came across this sign I came across this sign we won't say we I'm not gonna throw anybody in with me on this one is this your sign it's my corner <laughs> so the bowling alley posts a sign that says they are not responsible for ball damage in the paragraph below. It specifically says, we strive to do our best to ensure the care of your equipment. However, you are throwing a plastic ball, which nobody throws anymore, by the way. Just an FYI. Maybe for spares. At a bunch of wood. In a machine made of metal with lots of moving parts. So, with that being (laughs) said, let me ask you people something. (laughs) Okay? One... It's the bowling bowling alley's responsibility to maintain the equipment, and those moving parts should not be exposed to where the ball can hit them and get destroyed. Needless to say, it does happen sometimes. Generally, most bowling alleys, other than this one, will fix the ball, but according to them, they won't. So my question is, is that sign really... Uh, I may have a little caveat on that. I mean, really? Because I had two balls damaged last so, week and, and you, they did re- you get a fix yeah they repaired them for free now you took it to teddy or you took it to the I took it to teddy okay well see teddy is gonna fix something for you because Teddy's yeah but he has cool to like he, that. but you have to think he has Not to go way. through that the person that's higher up to get permission to fix that ball do you consider this lane damage well does he he ha- he's under that umbrella <laughs> of... i think as part and i i, mean, I don't know i'm just kind of speaking on my ass but i know like alvin will fix stuff if it gets damaged at Parkway the best he can. And I think that's just kind of the bowling alley will do what they can. And then I think the sign is more is if it's, like, unfixable, you're screwed, is what I'm getting out of it. Okay. Because I got one really scratched bad, two balls. And from there? From there. Oh, wow. Last week. That's scratched bad. That's so my first ball was <laughs> destroyed in shadow, and I took it into Teddy, and he had it fixed by the end of the first game. But by then – it was back to factory and it didn't hook at all. Yeah. It was like perfect. And that was your UFO alert. My new UFO oh, alert. I just God. got the ball. UFO alert. I love that ball. But it got pretty beat up in the in the some in shadow. So then I started throwing my phase and I noticed I went and practiced yesterday and that thing was just beat to hell. Really? So I'm gonna take it in and I'm sure he'll fix it. I'm guessing that sign is more if like the ball if it's like a huge gouge, it's just gonna be like, oh well. But yeah, that's what so it sounds they, like. But to me, is yeah. it really even necessary to put that last part? Well, the in sign there? was yeah. pretty ridiculous <laughs> for sure, and it's like they, the sign should literally say, "We'll fix it to the best of our ability." Yeah. It's pretty messed up to say you're throwing plastic at wood, yeah. and metal, or yeah. at least a big discount on a new bowling ball if they can't. Well, look, the, the picture I'm showing everybody is my red spear ball, which um, I was shooting at a seven pin. And it bounced up out of the gutter, gutter and hit the um, rack um, fascia where the, the curtain go, goes. Where yeah. the curtain goes, and like I said, that it, it literally took. Well, that's your fault for throwing it in the gutter. Don't throw it in the gutter. <laughs> well, yeah, bowl better. Yeah, yeah. bowl better, Mike. Needs to say it got replaced. Yeah, but no, I think we're not. 
saying the bowling alley won't do anything. We're saying the sign is stupid. The right? sign is it's stupid. It's very stupid. That's yeah. a stupid sign. It's ridiculousness. Plastic ball. I, I, I want to know. So is this the final of Tom's top ten? Are we going to actually have – Yeah, we're probably going to move away from the top ten because, yeah. to be honest, it's a pain in the ass. So are we going to have <laughs> – I'm just going to have my uh, two, two minutes, minutes with, with Tom. Tom? Yeah. Next. Oh, yeah, next it. time. I'll, I'll have to work on something. I love it. I love it. Complaining corner with Tom and Keith. <laughs> there we go. Hey, you know what? People like to hear what we got to say. Sponsored by Mirror Mesa Lanes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, think Tom, I think Tom wanted to say something he was talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna, uh, you know, put kind of put my uh, condolences out to all the soldiers that lost their life, all their families, of the yeah. soldiers that lost their lives in the attack in Afghanistan. Major tragedy. Yeah, uh, Major. 12, 12 Marines lost their lives in a bombing. So, mm-hmm. you know, condolences to all their families. I think they're all from Pendleton too. That's sad. Yeah. Tragedy that could have been avoided. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yes. definitely could have been avoided. Yes, absolutely. So, condolences to all their family. Absolutely. Um, Boys, I I think we uh, took care of it all. You got anything else, Mike? Mike, what do you have? Any any more stories about getting run over? Go Brunswick? Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, I could tell you my story about Costa Rica. That's that's been pretty I I want to hear a Costa Rica story. Well, first time going to Costa Rica, I'm bowling with a bunch of uh, friends from uh, Puerto Rico. And you gotta love their accent because everything's like, meta, meta, you know, mm-hmm. Michael, take a look, meta, you know, Tambien, <laughs> meta, you know. <laughs> so I, uh, I I catch about every fifth word in Spanish. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, as fun, my last name, Principado, apparently means something different in Latin America than it did because I always thought it was like Prince Duck in Italian, which, but in, in, in the native language of the. Puerto Ricans and, and the Spanish, it, it means something else. So apparently, can we get into this? Uh, <laughs> well, apparently, pato means gay. <laughs> so, Prince Gay. So, needless to say, my 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 Puerto Ricans are like, uh, Madam, I or, or, or sorry, your your name is too freaking long. I got to tell her we we can only afford the last four letters, so we put pato on the back of your shirt. <laughs> I was like, Mike Gay. Yeah. I go. <laughs> so, and I was like, I really didn't think anything of it. And we go to Costa Rica, and they have me in the in the paper holding the American flag for the U.S. team and this and that. And and they get there, and then we want to, you know, and and I'm from the United States, oh, you know, Mr. Mike Principato, and everybody was like, hey. And they're like, you know, I was like, what's this? Like, well, yeah, you're like, the, you know, the prince of the gays. I was like, <laughs> prince what? of the gays. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, that was one. But when I when I first got to Costa Rica, you you know, you have to exchange for their money. Yeah. Well, I didn't really quite hear what they told me. So apparently, it's pronounced colones. I pronounced cojones. <laughs> So Jesus, Mike. I, I was like, I, I like to change my hundred for uh, cojones, and the guy's like, matter, loco cojones. You want you want a hundred dollars with the nuts, sir? I'm like, no, no, I, I want the change to for Costa Rica. He goes, no, that's colones. I'm like, oh. Uh, he's like, what's your name? So, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Prince Gay. Yeah, but I was, you know, king of the gays. You know, so just... this is kind of hilarious because now. 
the Spanish. Yes. <laughs> I'll read this to you. <laughs> oh, did you go look it up? Pato, duck. Yes. Is the slang word used in part of Latin America to insult gay men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As in other terms, to explain the origin of the use of this word, people refer wrongly to the duck form of walking or eschatological issues of the animal. Check out our Spanish gay dictionary to learn more interesting <laughs> words <laughs> and stories. <laughs> wow. Well, apparently my picture is like right next to that, you, you know, definition. Play, yeah. <laughs> on well, that note, <laughs> on that note, that is just actually yeah. funny. Yeah. I you know and 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 it, and it didn't get any better in Santo Domingo either when I bowled there. Um oh my gosh. Oh but God! I, I really just apologize, folks. we, uh, <laughs> you know, we're. I mean, between you know, we're yelling for El Wawa, which is bus in like Puerto Rico, but apparently in Costa Rica it means whorehouse. I don't know where the. <laughs> oh Jesus! So we're standing on the corner yelling for the whorehouse, and people are walking by looking at us all weird, and we're just trying. That's we're, awesome. we're looking and yelling for the bus, but uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I, the most exciting part, I, I've been to Costa Rica twice to bowl tournaments uh, in uh, October, which is it's really, really cool because it's all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take care of you, and they and they treat you like rock stars, which is That's absolutely cool. awesome. But uh, That's cool. We, when are we going? Uh, no, when are we going? Oh, I could, I could tell you about it. Um, but on the Wednesday, we have a day off, and we always do something inclusive. Well, this the year that I went, we trekked for like two hours. Um, of course, everybody was hanging – hung over from the party before because there was a party every night oh jeez! and uh at the open bar buffet mm-hmm. and because everything's all all paid for but uh we got into these vehicles that looked like something out of jurassic park and we go up to the up into the mountains to go zip lining oh geez so we get off this thing we hook up a, like a half a mile in the woods and i kid you these are not the osha approved zip lines i mean it's like a cable <laughs> wrapped around a giant fucking oak tree with two by fours oh stacked god up on it. So I've never gone ziplining before. So, and they're like, everyone's like, "Oh man, I'm Mike. You know, put that thing on." It's like, all right. So I'm like getting, the, and I get into this thing, and I, I sit down there like, and they give you this leather strap to, to hang on to the and hang on to the bar. Well, that's your break. Well, they <laughs> didn't they didn't tell me that, you know, you're not supposed to put a lot of pressure on it. I was just I'm sitting in this thing like this for my feet, and I'm holding on to this thing. And they're like, all right, you know, you ready to go, you know, one, two, three. Well, he used to say this canyon has a probably about a thousand foot drop. Oh, my God. And you're zip lining through the canyon, you know, all the way down. Well, I've never gone this before. I got the helmet and everything. So they push, they push me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not barely even halfway across the canyon. I'm, Meta, Mike, no, Mike, Meta, what are you doing? No, Mike. And I'm stuck right in the middle of the thousand foot drop in the canyon. And I'm sitting there going, you're shitting yourself. I'm, well, luckily, I'm not scared of heights. And I'm like, please don't break, you know, because then it'd be like George the Jungle, you know, yeah. going through the you know, canyon, right? Well, this poor soul had a hook on the cable, roll, come all the way out to get me and then drag my fat ass across the canyon oh, wow. to the other side right so i finally get there and like mike what what the hell i was like well i didn't know you guys you told me not to put any pressure on it's like oh no that's your break that's why i was like well that's 
You know, that's why apparently I was just hanging out in the middle of the canyon, you know. And All right, let's do it again. I won't screw it up again. Yeah. Well, so, so we got to go to the next one, right? I was like, okay. Well, they, they put it in. I'm, I'm sitting in like this. And I'm like, okay, I, I got this. And I put my feet and was like, well, I had a jacket wrapped around me. Uh-huh. Because we're, you know, 8,000 feet in the mountains. Or Goodbye jacket. No. They pushed me. Well, I'm like, okay, I got this, right? Well, a fucking gust of wind comes through the canyon takes the jacket and blows it up like this oh jeez like, and i can't <laughs> i can't see and i'm going like sh- you know shit 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 i finally got the thing off well i finally got the jacket off my head well by that time i turned 180 degrees around so i'm going backwards now oh god and nice. now i'm i'm trying to stop smashing into the <laughs> You know, you smash into the trees and, you know, this and that. Oh, my and God. Like, you're like, hey, man, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're screwing this whole thing like, up, I'm man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here, <laughs> you know. And uh, finally, about the third zip line, I finally got the hang of the whole, the whole third thing. Third time's but, a charm. Oh, yeah. But I'm just thinking, you know, it is like people were talking about zip lining. Well, did you, I, I zip line on the ship. That was scary. I'm like, you have no, no idea. Or idea. I, said, I mean, it makes sense. From the guy that loaded a clip back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On True. that, on that, I gotta say, Mike, thanks for coming over, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate me. it. I mean, it was a pleasure. Your stories are great, man. It's a lot of knowledge too. A lot of knowledge. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of useless information in my trapped in my head. Uh, looking forward to seeing. Uh, hey, I think the next time we do a podcast, we are back in winter season. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, oh, one thing before so I So that practice. means we're supposed to wear jackets or what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, we'll still be um, roasting in this room here. It is official that Keith and I are on the... Are a couple. Yes. Uh, they made it official. They made it official. <laughs> yeah. oh. We are on the Domestic San Diego party. USBC Board of Directors. Oh, God help us. Um, oh, that's a good thing. I, Get some young blood in there. I am part of the All-Star Committee. And Keith is part of the BVL committee. BVL committee. So What's we BVL uh, bowling for veterans. That tournament we bowled. Oh, yeah. nice. So he's <laughs> the, on that. The one I shot five thirty five. Yeah, the one I shot five thirty. <laughs> so uh, and I think Tim and Kayla they're on the board as well. What's Tim? Tim's I think on, he's on the All Star committee with me. Committee. Nice. Yeah. So uh, they're going to see some fresh faces in local tournaments. I think from now on too when we do this stuff. So. We'll work on getting the, the all-star... Uh, we'll work on some things. Getting changed, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. So... I think that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, I think it's a great get thing. Some, uh, get some young blood in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, boys, I'm going to wrap it up. Another great podcast. Is it sad when your doubles partner is so mad at you at Nationals that he takes you to the border in El Paso and drops you off and hopes that you have your passport? That's for another podcast, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... For my co- my host, my co-hosts, Keith Hicks, Tom Rutledge, and our guest, Mr. Mike Principato, I'm your host, Steve Matthews, for the House Axe Podcast. And always remember, guys, keep your balls out of the gutter. Take care. <laughs>